0: what's going on everybody it's the searching for something podcast where we look at everything and anything from every angle to see if there's something worth talking about and oftentimes we don't know that till the very end but today i have the lovely privilege of speaking with an ex-bookie and a future attorney at law with that being said i introduce logan sitkin
1: thank you for having me isaac pleasure to be here i've heard great i've heard great episodes from this podcast and can't wait to get another one in the books here
0: yes sir you know that's the whole point is just let's plug in let's chop it up and to start with i kind of want to learn more about the hat that you're wearing actually
1: uh the so right now for the listeners i'm wearing a ncaa men's final four 2022 from new orleans uh just from last last april i was down there in new orleans obviously my villanova wildcats we Obviously. Made the final four, another great year, and right now um, not uh, wasn't doing anything at the time, so flew down. I used all my Alaska Airlines miles. <laughs> my one of my good friends from my fraternity, shouts out Zach. His uh, girlfriend lives in New Orleans, so we him and I we a couple other friends stayed down there at uh, her house. Great time, great weekend. New Orleans is. New Orleans is one of the treasures of America, I think. I think as cities go, it's mad underrated in the USA.
0: Really? You know, I I don't have much experience with New Orleans. I know that they're famous for, you know, Mardi Gras, right? Drinking, partying, maybe some good food, live music. But other than that, what else does the city have to offer? I think you
1: kind of touched on the biggest things. Like, obviously, people go to New Orleans because they want to party, and Four, the final four you know that's as big of a party as it can get in terms of college basketball and you know but when you're there like the music is crazy like at just random bars one time Carrie Underwood pulled up when during the final four Darius Rucker pulled up to a bar um, you, just had, you just had big names because it was a big weekend but that wasn't the first time I've been to New Orleans and the other times it's been the same thing when you go out to Bourbon Street it's you know grammy winning record artists just popping into a cafe to play jazz you know or Whoa. pay or and the food also there too is you know also to die for so as a city it wouldn't be a place i'd ever want to like sit like settle down and live at you know it's a little too small but for a weekend you can't really find
0: oh hi kitty show love show respect yeah
1: yeah i love like for a weekend i've would go there again definitely for like a bachelor party or something of that nature because it is is a great time you know I come out 10 pounds heavier but (laughs) (laughs) other than that the weekend obviously Nova didn't win but it was a great trip one of the what those things that I'll remember for the rest of my life so
0: you're a big sports guy
1: huge sports guy that's kind of I think that really dominates everything I care about from what I want to do in my career to just what I care about outside of, like, in my free time, everything seemingly has a tie to sports. You know, when I go on vacations, I try and go to a sporting event in that city. Like, you know, even when I was in Europe on my post-grad trip, I found a way to go to a soccer game. So those things are just, I don't know, sports is the biggest thing in my life, I'd say.
0: What's it mean to you?
1: I think what I love about sports is that, like, the – kind of like the context that comes with it because obviously I'm a Mariners fan and whatnot and Seahawks fan Canucks will be a Sonics fan again I'm a Blazers right now but PNW guy. yeah PNW guy but it's like I think that like when you root for a sporting team you're not just rooting for the nine players on the field the 11 dudes on the field like you're rooting for a community and I think that's what I, I love about it. The most. And it's not just that, because it's something that so often gets passed down from, you know, generation to generation. Like for example, with me being an Arsenal fan, like that comes from because my mom's family is all from the neighborhood that Arsenal's in in England. And it's like that's a connection to like my past and my family and mm-hmm. you know, it's something bigger than me, just like I think that's what it is, because it's it's bigger than yourself and it's bigger than just the game. And I think people who don't, you know, maybe aren't the biggest fans of sports, they'll be, you know, oh, why do you care so much? It's just a game. But it's not for so many people. It's more. It's, it's just more than, a, than game. a game. Like, I've seen my dad cry three times, and two of them have been about sports-related things. <laughs> like, it, it, you have a you lot know. of money betted on it? You just lost <laughs> no, the no like, it was just, like, emotional, like, game. Like, one of the times was when the Sonics left. That was the first time. And the second time when it came to sports was when UW beat Stanford in our senior year of high school because that was like the first time, I think, since like 01 that he really felt like UW was back. And like we killed Stanford. I remember that game like it was yesterday, it was Friday night. We beat them 43-8. We were ranked ninth. They were ranked sixth. We stormed the field. It was it was awesome.
0: like. So sports is really kind of about identity. Too.
1: Yeah, I think it's like, it's like it's about identity. It's about overcoming things. It's about community. It's about catharsis. Like
0: it's the hero's journey.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Like there's so many stories in it. I think that's another thing too, because I'm a big fan of stories. So every sports has all these storylines, and then when you look back on it, how much like one domino can change so much in the future. And so they are, like, that's why, like, even, like, one game could be a big deal, you know? Well,
0: you being such a big sports fan, what do you think about the story being intertwined with politics? You know, there's a lot of shut up and dribble that's on, you yeah. know, TV. There was the whole NFL that was sparked by Colin Kaepernick. So... Do you, in your view, kind of see that as obstructing the game, or does it come back to that theme of it being, "Hey, this is more than a game. We're going to use our platform to speak of these social injustices." Yeah, I what do think, you think I think it's
1: I think it's the latter because, you know, if there's someone like, for example, right, we have no problem as a society glorifying an athlete who goes out and performs, you know, after you know, their sister, like Isaiah Thomas, like when his sister died, right? We all commended him for like Hero's performance, and it was more than...
0: He did show out. Yeah,
1: and and he did show out too, but it was never, it was never just like keep sports like, it's like, oh, like keep your family life out of it. That was never like the case back then, and realistically, no matter how much we try to ignore it, like politics is personal and is part of everyone's life, and obviously it's not to the level of like someone's... Like family member dying, and obviously rest in peace to Isaiah Thomas's sister. But it's one of those things where we can't just ignore. Like you know, if there's people, if these athletes who we pay so much attention to and glorify, if they have opinions and they feel like they need to get off their chest, you know, if we're going to allow them to be emotional in other situations, we got to let them be vulnerable and talk about politics too. And you know, I think the biggest thing comes from people just disagreeing. And people, the reason why people have such a big deal, I make a big deal about it now is because I think nobody knows how to disagree on things. People can't disagree politely. So when people see Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, they can't rationalize it for like what it is and try and look through the other lens, you know, or on the same time when you get like someone like Colby Covington on the other side, like. You know, obviously obviously he's a little bit more brash. And personally, like, the way I lean, like, I'm liberal. So, like, I don't, I can't, it's harder for me to, like, relate to that. But I try to, you know, understand, like, what, why is he promoting what he's promoting, you know, instead of just saying, like, fuck this guy or whatever. But I think that's just one of the big things. Like, I personally don't see any issue with politics and sports. But I think that's just why it is an issue because people don't know how to compartmentalize it.
0: Yeah, it's tough when it becomes a commercial entity. You know, somebody like Michael Jordan, when asked why he doesn't speak about social issues, he said, well, you know, Republicans and Democrats buy my shoes. Yeah, He's like, I don't want to divide them. I'm providing this form of entertainment and value. Like you were saying, it's more than a game. It comes down to story identity. But I feel as if once you start to stray away from what you think your identity is, then you're kind of you know, flexed up and yeah. pissed off. I
1: think the biggest, I mean, I just think the, really the issue that, and like, I want to say, like, I love Colin Kaepernick, because like, before this all happened, like, I had, I met him, like, I've met him when we were in fourth grade, because like, his adopted cousin, because you know how he's adopted? I didn't know he was okay, adopted. Okay, so like, the whole, his whole story is that he was adopted by a white family and whatnot, but that so his like adopted cousin lived in Bellingham, like grew up playing on the same sports teams that I played at. Whoa. So like I would met like Cal when he was in college and playing at University of Nevada. Was he Joe? Oh yeah, just more, so down to earth, nice guy. I met I met him like or like saw him a couple years later at um, uh, Long Beach Airport. Like said hi to him and whatnot. He's always been a always been a very nice guy. So I want to preface by saying I am a big fan of the guy, but i think the biggest issue for me comes when people try and make it their whole like i have no problem with people using sports to express their politics but it's when you make politics your whole identity about it it's like cap or like and you look at like anes cantor like changing his name to anes freedom this year i didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know yeah that. so he changed his name to anes freedom and like basically Asked the Celtics to cut him, and then he's, like, just doing all these, like, right-wing conservative, like, uh, pep rallies. He's speaking at him now. What's he
0: trying to get awareness on? uh, It started out with,
1: like, it started out against the, like, Uyghurs in China, like, against, like, the concentration camps of the Chinese Muslims. But it's just now gone to him going to right-wing rallies and just, like, calling himself Mr. Freedom. And whatnot. So
0: so what's he doing that's right wing?
1: I don't know. I think it's just more that he just kept uh, talking shit on Twitter about LeBron.
0: About LeBron? And yeah.
1: He was just going at LeBron for having Nike and China and whatnot. And then eventually Tucker Carlson brought him on to Fox News. And then it's just like they just ran with it from there. They started doing more appearances on Fox News. And then now. But then he changed his name from NS Cantor to NS Freedom.
0: So he's mad at LeBron because LeBron isn't using his platform? To no, he's mad
1: that he, LeBron's, like, so involved with Nike and that Nike has business in China.
0: It's like they're giving him a billion-dollar <laughs> yeah. contract. You know, it's hard <laughs> it's for It's like, LeBron. I can't
1: – I mean, I can't say – like obviously, it's very wrong what's happening with like the, the Uyghurs in China. But I mean, I'm looking at my outfit right now: Nike shirt, Nike socks, Nike pants, you know, <laughs> like, Nike shoes that I walked in on the way here. So it's like it's one of those things where it's kind of hard. It's one of the, unfortunately it's kind of hard to boycott China. They really dominate a lot
0: around. I mean, us. look at Apple. The yeah. way that these are manufactured, they are using. Slavery, to some extent. There's people, when you actually look at documentaries, of them jumping out the window. Yeah, that's why they have the nets, right? Yeah, to catch them. People are literally being forced to make iPhones so much at such a little shit wage that they're jumping out to kill themselves. Yet, everyone that you know, when you send them a text, they got the blue message. Yeah, you got to have that blue message, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy how you have the green message. You're just not, like you're not as involved in the friend group as everyone else <laughs> cuz you don't get the group
0: chat. That's kind of crazy how that even that little divide right there, you know. There's always teams, it's always yeah. so, everything's so partisan yeah, now. Everything's
1: so tribalistic. I think that's that's the word I like to use about it. Like I learned so much about that in comm school, you know. It's like polarization, tribalism. It's that's why I try really hard to like see other opinions on it and like I anytime something big political comes up, the first person I go to talk to is my most conservative friend. Interesting. Like, I want to hear his opinions on it. And like, a lot of times, obviously, I disagree. But, you know, you can't make judgments on what the other side's doing unless you understand, you know, what they're... You can't even come to agreement if you don't understand what the other, like, side is fighting for.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that you do that. I feel like a lot of people don't do that.
1: It's because it's, it's just easier not to. It's easier to run to people who... Sound like who think the same way as you and be like, Oh my god, do you see what T- Ted Cruz said today, and get all upset about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't like what it was said either in some cases, but it's like, I didn't tell you
0: what's Ted Cruz running his mouth about,
1: uh, just like the school shootings and whatnot.
0: You know, you see what do you see, think about that?
1: I think, I think there needs to be gun control, but you also need to do so in a basis that still allows gun owners to have guns and protect themselves to a certain extent like I personally think Washington has pretty Washington has pretty decent laws for when it comes to guns uh, because you have the open carry you know anyone can get hand anyone over 18 can get handguns but also I personally don't think AR like assault rifle obviously I know ar15s the AR doesn't sound for assault rifles are not one of those idiots i know it's like the brand but
0: but assault rifle even that term is a pretty politicized term, yeah but it's they like, don't use that in the military no i know like they the, tactical but rifle. i'm
1: like you you know what like type I, i'm not i don't know all the exact technical terms but you kind of like i'm talking about ar-15s i like, guess specifically because those have been used in so many school shootings i think we should ban those but i don't i don't agree with people saying that we should have bans on handguns in america or like ban all guns i think that's just really a stupid and not even a good argument. It's just never going to happen in this country. So I think the best thing that you can do is come to a compromise that allows people to own guns, but also makes it so. Like I personally, like, I don't think it should be easier to get a gun than drive a car in this country, because when you think about it, they're both very dangerous. They both are like can be used in both very correct ways that are helpful to the person using it but they can also be utilized for bad and so i think you i just kind of think it should be similar to how like what cars you should be able to drive like or not to be able to drive a car like you have to get a test like ridden and use like uh you have to like drive right i think it should be something similar for guns have a background check like no violent crime but if you're not one of those people i think you are clearly deemed as responsible and should be able to own a gun
0: yeah it's interesting right like is this a gun issue or is this a mental health issue
1: both and I think that that's the biggest thing is people it has to be one or the other but it's not it's both
0: it has to be one or the other that's (laughs)
1: that's what people that's what people want to say you know it can't be it just it can't why that's what their Twitter feed is yeah it's clear it clearly is both because like clearly no one who has their head on straight is gonna go shoot up a supermarket or a church or yeah, no. a school. No one with their head on straight is doing that. But at the same time, there's got to be a way to not let these people who are mentally like screwed up. There's got to be a way to keep them away from guns because when they do mentally like, screwed up, people do get their hands on guns, like, they're liable to do what happens.
0: Yeah, laws, laws are an interesting thing. You know, straying away from the gun talk, just going back to the fact that we're in Washington State, I think a law that's really interesting to me is the mutual combat law. Are you familiar with that no, law? No, I'm not. Yeah, so in Washington State, or one of the few states in the country where essentially a cop can be a referee to a fight, where if two people mutually agree to engage in combat, then the altercation that takes place is a hundred percent legal. So kind of like in the
1: NHL, how they like the referees will let them fight, and then like <laughs> like kind of the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sick.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I like it. I like that law. You know, <laughs> law, laws are <laughs> interesting. Let them drop the gloves. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Let them duke it out. Get the energy. Um, <laughs> Can you just call a cop and be like, "Hey, yo, we're about to mutually combat. Hey, get your, ass, get, your ass, get your ass over here." Pretty much, on This one's going six rounds. <laughs> Pretty much, though. I've seen a lot of fights on YouTube of Rob. just typing, like, mutual combat cop watching. You know what I mean? You'll see a bunch of clips of a cop just grabbing his vest and two people just duking it out tough. <laughs> I, I like that idea. I think, like, I don't know. I, I low-key
1: kind of like, in, at least in sports, you know, I don't know if this this might be problematic if – Like, too many people found out about the lob. I'm sure, like, not many people would utilize it. But I like the idea of, in hockey, you know, if the referee doesn't call something, then you guys just, like, duke it out. Because it's, like, get the – duke it out, get over with, get on with your your day, you know. And it's, like, don't hold grudges. So I kind of like that, you know.
0: And I think that's what's happening a lot of times is people aren't getting things out of their system. You know what I mean? mean? They're just saying, hey – Because of the echo chambers saying, hey, we're going to put you down this little funnel where everyone agrees how you think and all of that rage. It's just like you, when you're the NHL player out there playing hockey, you know, the ref didn't see it. So you're starting to get all riled up with your teammates. It's like, well, yeah, they're obviously going to agree with you, but it's that guy who wronged you. So what is bitching about it to your teammates going to do? It's like, go out there, take your gloves off and fight. But people are really just circle jerking and not fighting and so then the fighting is now done through twitter and instagram and facebook it's like yeah and people
1: people love fighting through there too because like you know i'm big on the burner scene uh big burner guy big burner guy and one thing that i've realized is people got a lot of balls when they're behind a screen, you know? like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like including myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm but on the here's burner the thing. scene, but like I'm on the burner scene, but I'm really on the burner scene just because like my mom told me I had to stop arguing with 49er fans on my Twitter account. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm making a new account. <laughs> but, like you just see how the way some of the people like um, tweet at athletes and what they say and what they say and not, and, it's like, how do you, like, find that acceptable? Like, you know, obviously, like, I just got done 10 minutes ago saying it's more than a game. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it's also not so deep that, like, or it's not not even that. It's just, like, are you really that miserable that you're going to, like, take time out of your day to call, like, an opposing player the N-word on social media? Like,
0: like really? Yeah. Like, or even worse, done in person in the stadium. Yeah. Like, like, where is that coming from? Or who is that person that got slapped?
1: Uh, the kid in Indiana who was like uh, told Yusuf Nurkic like fuck your dead grandma, and he like and he got slapped in like the phone or, or maybe it wasn't a slap but he like took the kid's like the kid was sitting courtside and was saying like fuck your dead grandma and like he at like the middle of, like the f- like when there was, like the first quarter to second quarter intermission he like walked over and like the guy was filming him and he just took his phone and like threw it into the stands
0: like oh my <laughs> god who says yeah. that though yeah too but a guy. it's like
1: I mean. Obviously, I, you know, gambling has a special place in my heart, but I kind of think in a way that gambling being so popularized now, and now that it is so accessible, whether through legal betting sites or illegal, it's, it's, it's way more accessible than it was like even five years ago. And it's a thing where even like ESPN has their own show dedicated to it. Like it's, here in a way like it's since commercialized. Pand- now yeah. It's, it's com- that's like the right way. That's the right word. Like it's commercialized in a way that wasn't before the pandemic. And I think now people are coming back into stadiums. Obviously you get some beers in you, you're feeling drunk, you have money on the line, you lose it. And then it, it becomes personal, like to the person. And I think that's a, one of the reasons why this is happening so much is because like people, it just makes people angrier when they're losing money. You, th- you put alcohol in with it. It's just
0: a bad combination. Yeah, I wonder what the correlation is between money on the line and anger felt during a sports game. So I'm going to guess pretty high. It, I mean, I've, so it is pretty high. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story about
1: one of my closest friends. Bless his heart. This is going to make him sound like a shitty guy, but he's a great kid. But he's a Nets fan went to a Nets 76ers playoff game. I don't know if you remember this, but like we were, I think we were sophomores in college at the time. Okay, so 2018. A little bit while ago. And, yeah, it was a no. It was a 2019 playoffs, Sixers, Nets, and he and some other Nets fans that were friends with went to a game, and they had money on Jared Dudley over points, right? Interesting take. just Inter- like yeah, interesting take. And it wasn't hitting, and uh, he was um, uh, like, they were just like screaming, like, like fuck you, Jared Dudley, they're like you're fucking worthless, like, like fuck you, like you fucking suck, just like berating him, like all games. They're like mad. Were they close? Like, they were. They're like in the. They weren't like that close. But they're in like the like bottom bowl. could he hear them i i don't think he could hear them but like this lady comes up to them and she's like how would you guys want to come onto the court like after the game and they're like oh fuck yeah this is great and like after the game she comes and finds them and then uh um like she's like oh come here and then she like uh brings him to jared dudley Oh my
2: God! <laughs> and, uh, and
1: she's like, uh, and then she's like, oh, like she gives him a hug. She's like, hi, honey. These people are saying how big of like fans they were like of you. And then like they were like just so embarrassed, like oh, like hi, like like hi, Mister, like hi, Jared. Like good Damn. game out there, just like totally humbled and like made him look like a bitch. yeah. And then like he left, and like she was just like like remember like there's people behind like who you're yelling at and whatnot, and like Damn. I just like want to show you like my husband's like a great guy and not worth like what you guys are like saying about him
0: shout out the wife yeah
1: like like actual like she's a great person for that shit but like i think like that's (laughs) like that experience like right there like just shows you like they're people too you know
0: they're flesh you know there's (laughs) emotions behind there they're
1: not just you know go out and hoop
0: yeah it kind of comes back to that whole shut up and dribble thing yeah
1: it's like they're still it's like at the end of the day they're not just there for they're not just there for our entertainment. I think that's the biggest thing that we got to remember. Mm. Like obviously they are the entertainers, but they're not there for just our entertainment.
0: What else would you say they're there for? I
1: think like in the broadest sense it's to entertain. And so really they are just entertainers. Yeah. I'd say so. But it's like, but they're also like cultural items too. You know, it's the, because they're, yes, they're entertainers, but it's not like they're just your local magician or whatnot. Because like they're carrying something more. I'd say they're also ambassadors of like, they represent, they represent your city or like your community. Like for example, if someone goes out and like puts on the UW jersey, right, they're representing, the University of Washington. It says Washington and they represent the whole state. So it's like yes, they're entertainers but they also carry the burden of a city or a franchise or a region or a university on their shoulders as well. So I think that's what makes them a little different than entertainers.
0: So they're entertainers that are embedded within culture that have this obligation to represent where they are, you know, like yeah. playing at so if, and who they're playing for. And who they're playing for. So does that mean that they have to bring in issues of the culture if their main thing is to entertain?
1: Um, I think that's purely... I think that's up to them, like, whether they want... I mean, just as much as it's, like, our autonomy to go and, like, post on our Twitter or like if we want to go post like a social like you know when people go post on instagram like some link to us like a justice thing right like that's their choice to go do that so i don't like i think so when someone like or just like to talk or even like it's our choice to come on and talk about this and do whatever we want so like i think like yeah they have the right to do that i don't think though they have the obligation is what i'd say
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, looking at it from a commercial perspective. If you're the owner of a team and you're starting to see ratings plummet because of the, you know, issues that are being intertwined with the game, it pissing off, you know, certain kinds of people. If you're the owner, do you think you kind of have an obligation to kind of step in and say, hey, guys, I understand this is all going on. If we are living with our phones, which every single person here is, they're aware of what's going on. But when come game time, like, let's just strap up and play. Or yeah, what, I what like, kind of approach would you take?
1: I mean, I feel like it's... I have a my thoughts on, like, sports owners is very much one that I have a hard... Like, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I have a hard time feeling bad for, like, when sports owners, like, lose, like, a little money. Because they're billionaires. Like, yeah, it's like you're... This the sports team isn't like your. It's not like there's an owner who's like, "Fuck! If the White Sox don't make money this year, like I'm, I'm fucked." You know. Like, <laughs> so it's like
0: they're all like these are all secondary, tertiary incomes. For they them. won't make the rent type thing. Yeah, it's it, not happening. yeah.
1: So it's like they're they're still going to be like set up and well, and like realistically, like for most owners, I think this is just kind of like a sandbox to play in. So I think really. I think it more just comes from like, like, I like got obviously, like, you know, you, with the pandemic, I think it's changed a little bit where they're more aware of money now because it's tighter than it was pre pandemic. But I don't know. I feel like at the same time, it's a weird balance for the owners because, yes, they're the ones who own the team and pay the salaries and whatnot. But, you know, no one comes to the Cowboys games to watch Jerry Jones, right? So. I think that's like kind of where it it's a weird balance to have.
0: Yeah, it definitely is for sure. And it's something that <clears throat> I sure don't have the answers to.
1: No, it's a hard it's it's definitely a multifaceted issue and that's like and that's why there's so many opinions on it, just because you know, I I understand like for people like why you would you know, you have a shit job. You know, you work all these hours, you know, you, you know, but all you want to come back to is like the Jets on Sunday and they're saying something that you disagree with politically. Like, I understand why that you would kind of get frustrated by that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure if, you know, I had a bad week at work and I went to watch the Mariners games and they were Posting something like I disagree with, I'd be like, Really?
0: Like, what the fuck? But, like, it's so, almost kind of like going and ordering. Let's say you're ordering a burger and you hate pickles. Yeah. And then they, you're like, Hey, no pickles. You made it an effort to tell them, No pickles, please. Like, I just want this. I've had a long day. This is all I want. Just this. The pickles. And then they throw on the pickles. Yeah, I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of see that.
1: But, y'all you know, I, I think because I, I feel like, for me, I have no problem. I I understand why people do, but I have no problem when athletes speak their minds and whatnot. You know, I guess it's like it's also like refreshing to see their people outside of the court or the rink or the field too, because I like that's that's my one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate with athletes is when they just seem like so. Like,
0: disconnected. Not
1: disconnected. It's like their whole personality is like a farce, right? Or like they're not who. It's like it seems like everything's like, like I personally think like Russell Wilson, right? It's every, the whole way he acts to me, it's like his PR team is telling him how to act.
0: What about like, like Ronaldo too? Cristiano.
1: Yeah, like Ronaldo someone too. It's like I love like Ronaldo because he's one of my favorite players, but like it's the same thing. Everything seems like done through a commercial lens or whatnot and about the brand. It's, like, at some point, like, I don't like, I don't give a fuck about the brand. Like, I just want to see, like, you be you, you know?
0: But at the same time, they're getting paid by the brands. So then they get, then they're ultimately controlled. Because anything that they do that doesn't yeah. get approved by this people is going to piss these people off. It's all about not trying to piss people off.
1: Yeah, but it's also, like, I guess more so, like, back to the Russell Wilson thing. It's, like, how everything is, has the RW3 logo that he, like, puts on it himself. And, like... You know, it's just how everything he does he's gotta put his own logo in. It's like really, dude, like you know it's just I
0: Well that's him trying to own himself rather than other people own him. Yeah,
1: like I guess that yeah, no, you that's a fair point. It just I really just think Russ is a corny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you think I, he's
0: corny? Yeah.
1: Like go he, to the children's hospital. No, and... like he's a great person. Like obviously he has like a great heart, but like the whole. But that's corny, like, though. No, not that. But it's like the <laughs> video where he. The video, not that, but like the video where he's like, you've seen the video, He's like Mister Unlimited. Like you've seen that video, right? No. Yeah. I'll show it to you after this. He basically, like, I'll try and do it verbatim. It's the best he did, but he's like, actually, someone sent me the video. Where's my phone? Someone sent me the
0: let me, hold, hold this for a sec.
1: I'll, I'll play the video.
0: He's grabbing his phone. He wants to play the video. Let's see. Let's let's hear the video.
1: One of my friends sent me a, sent me this as a joke this morning. Um, Everybody has to have an ultra ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my ultra ego would be, and
0: I I, I think I have an alter ego. His name his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. <laughs> oh my god I, like i was a little cringy yeah
1: like that's that's just like a yeah cringy's a better word not corny i'd say cringy's probably a
0: better word for it but. part of it too i feel like just for those of you that couldn't watch the visual you know he's doing all this gesticulating head, bob, head, bobbing and head moving and i think part of that is the appeal to kids because kids love russell wilson so much of his life is centered around helping kids and going that's to hospitals. Deep. So it's like doing a little alter ego thing, saying something cheesy. Like that made me think of like some like Nickelodeon Junior or whatever the yeah, fuck that channel is say called. that,
1: that's actually a good point. Like that's yeah. for kids, you know. Damn, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think of it. See, I'm just so far deep in Twitter world where he gets roasted <laughs> for that shit.
0: See, there he is. That's the Twitter world living. It. He's like, "Hey, yo, everyone, put a like, put an L in the comment, <laughs> L in the y chat. Why be better?" <laughs> <laughs> No, you know Russell Wilson. He's the father yeah, that yeah. stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not the up. stepdad. I'm the daddy. <laughs>
1: no, I do like act, but like mad respect though. Like pulling Sierra. Like
0: you it know, is mad respect.
1: You know, she did a real 180 though in terms of personality. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> From the most toxic to the like the nicest guy on planet Earth. Future is an interesting character. Everything that he does, I think one of my favorite songs is when he's talking about doing so much codeine that he's pissing purple (laughs) and the reason why i laugh at that one in particular is because juice world r.i.p juice world he's documented in an interview saying that if it wasn't for future he would have never tried lean he said i think he tried lean when he was 11 years old because future made it sound so cool yeah what do you think about that yeah, I mean... That's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's
1: one of those things where, like, I don't... Rappers don't realize the influence they have on kids. Like, I remember, like, so the first time... Or do they realize and they just don't give a fuck? No, nah, I don't think they do. You think they're that oblivious? No, nah, because I think, like, I think they live in their own world and they forget that there's people who...
0: So they are that oblivious.
1: Yeah. Like... I think yeah, I think it's just more of an oblivious to it. I don't, but I don't think they're out here like I'ma spread drugs to the youth. Like I want the youth to start popping Percocet. Like I don't no, think-
0: actually, I saw a video that was done by Genius. I don't know who the guy was, but he was essentially praising Future and calling him a genius because his genius is ability to influence children to do drugs. That's what he said. That's in his own genius that's kind of fucked that's pretty <laughs> it crazy. seemed like satire but it was actually 100% serious but like I remember like the fur like so <gasps> like Molly Percocet Molly Percocet that's a chorus of a song and kids are singing it <laughs> they're, bo- they're walking Mommy down the streets Percocet and- <laughs> Molly Percocet <laughs> yeah.
1: Now nah, like uh, when I was uh, so when I was a junior in high school I got grounded for two weeks
0: one time right and homie did it time yeah
1: I, my parents loved to ground me growing up they were my parents both kids of immigrants so like they grew up fucking, they grew up getting in trouble like mad in trouble always always grounded so it's like same same with me very strict but um i got grounded and i had nothing to do for these two weeks and then i like somehow for i was going through like a g easy kick at the time right And i remember it's like almost famous like music video and like all the time like i got long hair like i'm I'm skinny as fuck like i still am i'm not the long hair but like so i'm looking at G's, and i'm like yo this motherfucker kind of look like me and then, like i see him like in the almost famous like music video it's like a 300 like the music is like 360 rotation of him like while chiefing like uh like, a swisher, like, with, a, like, a blunt, and I'm, like, yeah, once once I get out, I'm fucking smoking weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, it's, like, yeah, like, the rappers, they can, like, because they make it look so cool, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, like, I've done lean, lean's fun, but, like, lean's, it's not, it's not cool. It's fucking liquid What'd you liquid think about in. lean? It's, so, like, the first time, like, I got high off coughs, but it wasn't, like, lean, but... I was in middle school. What was it then? I, well, I, so like, I just redid, I was. He's I, like, I just took a lot of day down. Yeah, no, no. I was I, lean. No, and... it was a, I was like an <laughs> idiot, but like, I was like in like a middle school and like I had the. I like, middle school? Yeah, this like bad, like I had a, it wasn't like coding cough syrup, but it was like, um. It's just like normal Robitussin, but, I, <laughs> but like, I, I wasn't trying to get high. But I was like, "It's like, yo, why does it say recommended dose like ten milligrams? Like, this is stupid. Like, if I took a lot more, I would get rid of my cough quicker. <laughs> yeah. I, I like
0: this is just my thought process. Did you I, have the same process with Flintstone gummy vitamins? No, you're no, like, no, if man. I eat these, I'm, Cause cause I'm going getting real mad strong. Yeah. No, I never <laughs> have that.
1: But that was, and it's like I, I took like six of like the cups of. Uh, um, like, Robitussin, and then I had, a, like, an AAU basketball game, like, that afternoon, and, like, I get there, and I'm doing the layup lines, and I'm just, like, mad dizzy, and, like, I didn't really, I didn't understand I was, like, high at the time, or like, I was under the influence of, like, anything, I just thought, like, it, I didn't realize something was happening, I fell asleep, like, on the bench, that game, got zero minutes, just, like, actually, yeah, just passed out, just passed out on the bench,
0: wait, so when you first tried lean, how old were you?
1: But like when I really tried it, I was in a junior year of high school.
0: Like promethazine, codeine.
1: Yeah, because it's like back in then it was like legal up at like you could get it in Canada. Oh yeah. So like uh, I think it might still yeah, be legal. I think you, yeah, like I, uh, you got to go to they don't do it in Whistler, but I know Vancouver. you can get it in Vancouver. But so like I had a shout friend, out To Coove. I got a friend who brought down uh, who brought down some like uh, promethazine cough syrup and uh, snuck it across the border. Yeah, I snuck it across the border uh drank it like i I fuck with it like i fuck with that like perks like vikes oxys but like i did that like in like junior year high school decent amount like and then freshman year of college but it's like can't do that shit it's so bad for you like it's so great but that's like why it's so bad like like comes with the cost yeah like i never got addicted to or anything but like i was like i can see how someone could because it's like it's so great. It feels like you're it like you know when Bruce Lee says like be like water like when you are like the water and you be- are in a bowl you become the bowl like that's how it feels like that's the best way to describe it, it <laughs> like, like you're being like water.
0: Damn, you hear that, kids? You want to be do like it. water? Don't do it. Drink lean or sip lean, or I guess maybe you were just straight up drinking it. I don't know. Some well, people was, just want to.
1: Yeah, I was. I was more sipping it.
0: <laughs> did uh, you have the styrofoam cups and jolly ranchers or how'd you yeah, do no, it? we
1: put it in uh we didn't do styrofoam cups we did uh, like plastic red solo cups but like had the jolly ranchers
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what inspired you to do the lean like i know that homie picked it up but why was he buying lean and why were you guys sipping on it
1: i can't remember that at the time i think he just wanted to do it
0: just wanted to do it
1: but, uh, like i mean i'm sure like if the rappers weren't like, talking about it like we wouldn't do it either <laughs> yeah. like, you know like i'm sure that has something to do with it but at the end of the day like i've matured and you know that's clearly not the way to go with uh just stick to weed you know that's the really the best way
0: yeah definitely you know i can agree that rappers have had an influence on me when it comes down to experimenting with something you know someone who i love dearly <laughs> R.I.P. Pop Smoke. The woo. Um, the woo, you know. I love Pop. He's he's incredible. Everything that he did at such a young age and the force that he brought to the industry and his inspiration from UK Drill and bringing that to the Brooklyn scene and everything that he did, I think is incredible. Um, I, I love everything that Pop Smoke does, but or did, R.I.P. But I was hanging out. The boys were around. And I remember... I was going to go to sleep, but I was like, nah, you know, it's a Friday. I don't know why. I was just really tired for some reason. I was going to go to bed. Everyone's hanging out. And then some. I, I bump into somebody, and they tell me that they have perks. They're like, yo, I got a perk 30. Like, yeah. do you want one? And I was like, um. And I instantly thought about Pop Smoke. And then when he's talking about how he's got that percolated dick <laughs> and he fucks that percolated bitch, goes <laughs> with <what> that percolated this. <laughs> it's like he kept talking about perks that and percolated shit. Yeah, he kept going on it. And so many different songs, he referenced perks. So I'm like, you know what? The moment he asked me that question, I said, yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll try the perk 30. So I, I paid him the money and forgot how much it was. And then I tried the perk and I'm sitting there. And I think I was playing Call of Duty, actually. I was just playing some COD. And I started to feel really nauseated. And it wasn't that good. And then I puked, actually. But after I puked and sat back down, I was chill. <laughs> I was literally, it felt like I was in the best, like, it's the cross between a hammock and, like, a recliner made out of a cloud, that's what it kind of felt like. I was just straight up in the best, comfortable position, yeah. feeling amazing. It's, yeah,
1: it's it's just it's great. Like,
0: <laughs> like there's really like, nothing more. I, yeah, that. I, don't, I
1: don't really it's know. Like, fantastic. Like, you kind of hit it on the head. <coughs> just makes <coughs> you feel.
2: <coughs> God damn.
1: Makes you feel like you're on, on the clouds, like really. Um, but like, yeah, it's like. It's, I think, personally, it's one of those things that's fine if you, like, do it, like, once, you know, once in a while. Like, I don't, but if you do do it once in a while, like, nothing wrong with that, but it's the Other one, one what, moderation. Yeah, like, once you start doing it, like, every day, that's why, I like, you know, I think it's, like, when doctors be giving out opioids and stuff, and they're, like, telling them you take it, like, multiple times a day, I think that's one of the most dangerous things. Because you're getting them addicted just by, like, telling them to take the dosages. And they don't think they're getting addicted because they're like, oh, the doctor's telling me. But, like, it's one of those things, like, I think studies show, like, if you uh, take it more than four days in a row, you get addicted.
0: It's one of the most evil plots in the world. The pharmaceutical industry and everything they do. That's a whole can of worms in it itself of influencing. So it's like there's rappers that are on tv that we can all point at and be like you know they're influencing the well, that's just drugs. the movie villain that's just the movie villain exactly that's they like don't the real villain they don't want you to know the real life villain you know <laughs> so and and that's it right there but would you say you're kind of one of those one and done guys or experiment you know what i mean there's some people that <clears throat> when it comes down to drugs like hey you know i want to just try it one time you know Nah, uh,
1: i wouldn't say so um like I'm never gonna try like acid or LSD, or um. You're never gonna try that. Nah. Why? I just don't have no desire to. I'll do shrooms, but no desire for like acid, LSD. Like I'm done. But like, wait, why though? <clears throat> I just don't like. I don't like how it's like so chemically based. Like I like how shrooms is natural.
0: Well, I mean, when you look at it. Yeah, you do obviously have to test everything that you get. That's just like rule number one of anything. But it's synthesized from ergot, which is a fungi.
1: Yeah, but like I don't know. Like I've heard like, like I just the stuff I've like read about acid and like rel- like re- related to shrooms. Like I have no problem. Like I'm sure. Like I've seen people do it. It looks mad fun. But like shrooms, I have such a great. I have a blast every time I do those. Like I don't need to do. Like I don't need. I don't feel the desire to. Do more, you know. I I love shrooms, so I'm like, I don't. I make it sound like I do it all the time, but like I, I don't. But when I do, like once a once every two
0: months or whatnot, like I I'm a blast. Like I have such a fun time. That's like yeah. You know, I think shrooms and acid, they share. They're two different sides to the. <laughs> they're two different sides to the same coin, and I feel the way that I've described shrooms to people is that on average, it's going to be this inward journey of your own universe, you're figuring out it's a, it's a really a spiritual journey that you're embarking on. And it's going to tell you things that you didn't really quite know about yourself. And you may have visions of ancestral memories that you didn't know, depending on how high of a dose that you do take. Um, <coughs> but on the other side of the coin, being lysergic dithylamine or yeah lsd um it's like you're exploring the outer universe Mm -hmm. and seeing the things that are out there and your brain making all these different miraculous connections and things that you didn't know that were there you know so it's interesting that you've taken shrooms and gone on that inward journey because that oftentimes is the more scary part for people is going inside. Yeah, people I'm, more so want to go out. So I'm just. I'm not so scared just, of the trip. I'm like
1: just more scared of like the long term effects more than like anything. Just like, uh, and like.
0: What long term effects? Though? Like
1: I've like I've read that, like acid is like when like they take like a scoop out of your brain.
0: Like that is some of like the, or er, like latest or earliest signs of propaganda that lsd Dead has ass. ever done yeah it doesn't Dead fry ass. your brain no Dead no ass. no Damn. I, was, I'm just... I mean i know shrooms for example because it's activating different parts of your brain and engaging in something called crosstalk or literally a region that wouldn't normally talk to the other region um when that happens you actually experience something called neurogenesis where you're actually making new neurological connections which is good for your brain and i would assume since lsd does that same thing where different regions of the brain are talking to each other that that same phenomenon would go on go down dang i'm may need to rethink things then but i would say the main thing with acid is that you're going to be tripping for like 12 hours Mm. and on the booms you know that's anywhere from like four to eight, depending yeah. on the dosage that you're taking. Nah, I do,
1: I do enjoy shroomies though. Those are uh, the um, the those are those are good things.
0: Yeah. Would you ever
1: take DMT? Oh no, that no never DMT. I because I knew a kid from my high school who he took DMT, and then. He, like, thought – he, like, thought – he dead ass thought he was, like, a whole different person when he came back. Like, not even, like, I'm, like, new. Like, literally changed his name, went and got his, like, name change.
0: No like, way. Yeah, like, dead ass. And you knew him?
1: Yeah. Like, went to Bellingham – not my high school, but went to BHS. Like, went to my middle school with me. So you didn't know him that well? No, we were,
0: like, friends in middle school. But but that hap- – he didn't do DMT in middle school. No, but, like, I still had
1: a lot of friends at Bellingham High School, so –
0: and he's still different. He's yeah, still, still never been the same. Never been the same. <laughs> well, I could say from somebody who has made their own DMT, <sighs> oh, um, you know, it's one of those things where because when you look at the psychedelic pyramid, that's the tippy top. Is the most powerful hallucinogen on the planet. So D- DMT is not the same as ayahuasca, right? DMT is the active ingredient within In ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Okay, but they essentially get leaves and. Create this whole herbal drink and do all this mixing and whatnot, and you're digesting it. So it's going to be a completely different high because that high can be anywhere from six to 12 hours, depending on how much you take. Mm-hmm. So DMT is just 15 minutes, right? Anywhere from five to 15, yeah. But it feels
1: like longer, is what
0: I've heard, right? There have been people who have experienced entire lifetimes where the moment they smoke the DMT, lay down, blast off, they are being born. And then they're a baby. And then they're getting raised. There's been people who have told those types of stories. Like, <laughs> You're shaking your head right now. That sounds, that sounds fire. <laughs> like, that sounds scary as shit at the same time. Like the experience that, that I had, because like I said, it's that tippy top of the pyramid. I didn't want to buy it. I feel like if it's something that I truly want to do, then I need to make it myself. And mm-hmm. so I would say anybody who passed the 8th grade and is capable of completing a science lab mm-hmm. you know what I mean just following the instructions that's all it really is it's an 8th grade science project if you're able to follow the instructions you can go online read the forums and they will teach you step by step how to make it and then after you make it the ball's in your court and so the ball was in my court I dabbed it and really it first starts with So you breathe all the way in, I started to lay down on my bed, and I started to slowly exhale. And I felt as if imagine there's energy, like in your toes. Yeah, I know. And then it starts to just kind of go all the way up, concentrated into where they would say the third eye is, the pineal gland. You know, Rene Descartes he classified the pineal gland as the seat of the soul. So there's has a lot of significance from geniuses throughout history of you know even the ancient Egypt's, you know, the eye of Horus is essentially the shape of the pineal gland. So even ancient Egypt were placing significance on this spirit portal, what people think is. And so I had all this energy concentrated into that point and I exhaled. And in that exhale, my entire soul had been catapulted out of my skeleton. And it was as if. In this room right now, there's a light switch. You know, everything's on. This is reality. If you flipped off that light switch and just, it just goes into a vacuum. And I see this black vacuum. And then all these different spirits are kind of like roaming in. But it was weird because they weren't separate. They were all part of this unified form of energy. But had its own little differences. So they were separate but one at the same time. It was so interesting. And they were essentially... Just beating me information. They would like look at their hand and then go like this. And then it was just kind of like bombarding me. And then after the trip, actually during the trip, because I had a trip surter, um, my friend was telling me that I was making like almost native, like almost Aztec sounds <laughs> where I'm like laying down and I'm going. <laughs> like, literally speaking in fucking this different native tongue language. And when I got back out, there was just all of these different realizations that I, we don't need to get into right now. <laughs> that could be in its own thing, <laughs> me talking for an hour episode. straight. <laughs> but it essentially... Tap me into something that made me feel like there's more to life. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what it means. I don't know why we're here, but there's more to this. And these people throughout history have pointed to that. Say, so, hey guys, there's there's something different going on. Um, so you wouldn't want to partake in an experience like that. Yeah, I think. Maybe down the road, I would. Like that's definitely something. <clears throat> you know, the biggest thing is people say, I need more time. Maybe later down the road. The reason why they usually say that is because they think they need more information. I don't but think if they have all the source of information, why I wait? Yeah,
1: I don't know if it's... I don't think it's like a more information thing. I think it's just... I think need to be in a place where it's like a little bit more like, mentally clear, you know? Oh, okay. Like, I think it's a thing where, like, I was to do it, like... Let's say, like, we got off and you're like, let's do it right now. Like, I would be way too, like... I'd be, like, way too anxious, like, right now to
0: do it. But if, like... Anxious about what? Where do you think that anxiety's coming from? Is it the unknown?
1: It's literally, like... I just don't want... It. I I just... I'm just, like, scared of a bad trip. I think that's, like, what... it comes from because i like this is gonna sound like so stupid but i've talked with there's actually been someone who i've like met who like i can't remember who it is but has like had like the same I like thought is like me but like my first time i ever heard of like psychedelics or whatnot was the family guy hurricane episode where brian takes mushrooms and gets like a really bad trip and it was like a mad scary episode and like it I, it freaked me out as a kid and like i'm just like i'm like i'm irrationally scared of like a bad trip now that's what it is like, have you ever had a bad trip no i haven't which like kind of scares me more because it's like well i'm due you know? do <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's an interesting perspective to have on it
1: so it's like like i know like that's why it took me so long to like try shrooms because like i didn't t- try shrooms to like January, February,
0: like this year. Wow! Like I was like mad scared of him, but is it? it does it always come down to that? You're scared yeah. of it because you don't want to have a bad time.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest, and it's like, just like with everything in life. It's not even like with that, like, or it's like like that with that, but it's like things like I won't. Try – I'm not great at trying new foods because it's, like, I see something I already will really enjoy on the menu. Why would I try something that – because it's, like, I know – like, I'm just – that's kind of, like, how I am with a lot of things. So it's, like, so much – It's you like You like what you like. Yeah, it's just, like, I know I, I know what I'm getting with weed. I know it's going to be great. I know I'm not going to get, like, too high and get too paranoid. I'll be in control and, like, I'll – but I'll also be, like, mad chilled out and relaxed and I'll love it. And it's, like, I like – It's like I guess kind of a sense of control. I think that's like the biggest.
0: Always comes down to control.
1: I think that's what it. I think that's what it comes down to the most is feeling out of control, of it.
0: So you wanting so there's fear, and then there's the need to be in control.
1: Yeah, I think that it's the fear of not being in control.
0: The fear of not being in control. Yeah,
1: I think that's what it is.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of times we don't want to give up the, the driver's seat.
1: Yeah, and I and that's something that I've been actually like working on uh, getting better over the last uh, three years, cause uh, working on control. No, not working on control, just like being okay with uh, not no, being in control. Yeah, with like not or like not being able to control everything around me, and just like understanding that like life's gonna happen externally, and like that life's gonna happen externally. And you can't really worry about it because nothing that you're gonna do is gonna. Like, change it, per se. Like, for example, it's so like my first, like, my first uh, girlfriend, right? Cheated on me. And so, like, that put a yeah. big, so, like, that put a big, um, that put, like, a big kind of... Blocker? Yeah, like, block, like, something that, that is, like, I'm I kind of think, like, hyper scared of, like, more than, like, your average person. And that kind of... You're drizzy now. You got trust issues. Yeah, but, like, I'd say I'm, like, but then, you know, my last relationship, um, I think me, I was so, like, anxious about that because, like, I was so happy with the relationship. I'm, like, the last thing I want is for, like, this to be, like, taken from me that, like, it was something I was, like, too scared of and drove my anxiety and and it's come and it comes down to me not being able to like be in control and like that's one of the like the reasons like we ended like kind of me being I me mean, don't need to get into it but I just kind of like led dominoes led to another and why not together it's like when I like went to therapy like started going to like therapy like get better at myself and that's like one of the things like I noticed like you just gotta let the world outside like happen cause it's gonna happen how it's gonna happen and you can't try and control things that are out of your control and that's like a huge thing in life made did wonders yeah dude that's huge Just people so much of like what people get anxious about are like things about like what others are gonna do like you can't you can't worry about that like you know like why like you can't i guess like you can't stress about what something happening if it hasn't happened yet or get all riled up about a fake a scenario that might happen you know you just kind of got to take it as it comes i think that's something we all can work on
0: definitely you know so much of our mind is occupied with either anticipating what's going to happen next or reviewing the past mm-hmm. so much of it gets we get robbed of the present a lot of the times is like the world is just like this giant ocean and you can just be in the water not do anything about it and let the waves drown you or you can go onto the beach put you on your wetsuit grab a surfboard and just start riding the wave but exactly i think that's something that i've become so good at just
1: riding like, the wave yeah like living very much in the present i don't get i don't get too nervous about things in front of me and you know things in the past like and don't bother me like yeah I think like definitely like in the last like couple of years I've become like a much more someone who like lives more in like the present very much it's like I don't know like exactly how all the steps I took to got there to get there but so happy it like did because it, it's a it's just it's so much more like fun to enjoy life when you know you're taking everything at like face value and you know you're not needing to like worry about what's next and I'm sure once I you know I'm doing more law school like that's not gonna be as hard I mean it's gonna be (laughs) not as easy to do it's a lot easier to do when you don't have anything like going on but yeah, like that's something that it's like living in the present just I think like just it really lets you appreciate more and it kind of opens up your eyes to things around you Because when you spend your time like worrying, it's cliche, but it's like you're like
0: literally like
1: you're stopping and smelling the roses, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, living in the present makes me think about how it's similar to experiencing infinity. It's like right now, mm-hmm. we can't even wrap our mind around what infinity means. Supposedly, the universe is infinitely expanding, and it's doing its thing, and that's happening in the now. Everything that is happening, even this little kitty right there, is only world is the now. So mm-hmm. I feel as if when you get tapped into that, it's like you're finally – you're like in the center circle, and then you know, it's like you make a little point in the center circle, and then when you are present, it's like that little center circle gets – into the edge, and then when every when you have enough people from different points from that you know center, it's like, Whoa, that circle is now life, you know what I mean? So, to me, it feels like experiencing a little bit of infinity and something like what God would feel like,
1: yeah. Like, the way I like people sometimes say, like, Do you like is life a simulation? Like, what is life? Like, is any of this real? Like, the way I see is like life's a video game. And everything. I do think we're in a server. And every yeah, and everything we do is like a cutscene, a yeah, video game cutscene, and like or like missions, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's,
0: GTA. Yeah, like I like it. That's it, why someone went to an elementary school. It's like it's just <laughs> GTA. just like he's playing online. He forgot in this setting that there's cops. He got five stars right away. <laughs> he got wasted at the end of it, and there you go. His turn's over but he passed the controller yeah i mean i but like
1: it's like everything it's like you know whether you see the reason for or not but every like mission you go on you know it's just like you just when you're in a video game you're focused on like completing that mission right you know and like every day is just like a new mission and the people you meet you know the the programmer put them in the game for like the reason you know maybe it's just for Passing, and they're an NPC, or maybe they're <laughs> like a, maybe, maybe they're gonna be a reoccurring character, you never know, but like yeah. that's like the excitement of it, and just like I think it helped that that whole mindset helps me appreciate life a little more, like seeing it as a video game, you know, than, rather than something you gotta like worry about and stress out. It's also too, as long as like you're taking care of your business in the meantime, you know. If as you, long as you're on top. You're like, yeah, as long as you're on top of your shit and you got everything taken care of on your end, there's nothing really you can do. Like, it's all in God's hands at that point, so.
0: Some drizzy shit, God's yeah, plan.
1: Yeah, God, like, literally, like... <laughs> Now he just gotta go to a grocery store and buy everybody. Yeah, in the store. <laughs> Bro, That I love. That was so funny. That music video. Him just. Like, I love that video. It's honestly. so great. I, I love the term like that. How like God's planning someone became a thing like <laughs> that term, and like when Drake gave LeBron's like I promise school a million. They're like, damn, he really, I he really, uh, God's planned LeBron God's James.
0: Plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out Drake though. That's that's the goat right there.
0: Shout out Drizzy. He's on
1: like. The I think he's so disrespected in terms of the music, like, these days. Like whether like obviously you know not everyone's gonna like a certain person, but, I mean I think it would be unreasonable to deny his, just magnitude, is it's on the same level that Presley and Jackson were, for this era. It really is. Why do you think
0: that upsets people? People are mad about that. People are mad that you will listen to something that is considered mainstream. They'll say, dude, why are you playing that? Fuck Drizzy. I think it's like it, where do you think that comes from? I
1: think I think people want to be different so badly these days. I think there's a almost obsession that people they want to be different and not in the main crowd. And so it's like it's like, oh like you're basic. It's like I'm not basic. Drake just makes that good of music that there's so many people who can relate to it. And I think... It's global. It's global. And, you know, like, I think that's one of the cool things. Like, one of my friends, he called Drake a chameleon because, you a chameleon. know... He can going to do this like his raps where he's like on his arabic trade shit and then you know yeah then he's doing some uk like jamaican accent uk UK, jamaican shit then i'll have this like (laughs) it's like toronto stuff and he's got spanish kind of yeah and then like he has like that music video with french montana where it's el drake and french montana (laughs) (laughs) and they're like in the dominican (laughs) and so like he because he can do so much and like you know, he he has like hell yeah fucking right. is shot at him in his bar mitzvah like uh, hell yeah. so like hell yeah, you know for. Right. Like, I think like that's one of the reasons why he is just like so big is because he a lot of people can relate to him and. It's just global like you said it's
0: global music you know and I
1: don't know I think, what do you
0: think about his last album though Certified Lover Boy loved it you loved it yeah I think it I think it ages it's aged pretty well like I think. My opinion is somebody who does like Drizzy. I love Drizzy. Mm-hmm. He's global. So much of his stuff bumps. It's 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 all vibes. He knows when he's out there, he's going to make a hit. You know, he's a hit maker, and there's no denying that based on the streaming lumber numbers alone. And not just that, like to
1: add on top of that, like yes, he's a hit maker, but then you have the people who are like, oh, but like Drizzy don't got bars. But it's like you go and listen. No, to he does have it, but It's bars. like you go and listen to the remorse, and how can you tell me like this man? doesn't have bars. I was
0: just listening to When to Say When on oh, the Dark Lane demo tapes. That's an amazing song. The bars in that definitely go hard. like. But regardless from what I do like about Drake, I think what I didn't like about the last album is... And this was really in contrast to Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or just Ye. Which I think is amazing. He went from wanting to be just known as Kanye West and then just to Kanye and he's like hey look people just know me by yay two letters and they know him but that's a digression we can go down that later but shout out yay Ye. but yeah. the reason the reason why i was disappointed with certified lover boy is cuz in contrast to another creative being yay when you look at his albums and donda cuz it was around the same time yeah. you know what i mean i was bumping both when you look at donda He's really trying to push himself as an artist, evolve his sound, and create things that weren't there already. He's an innovator, and that's what really genius is. And I think Arthur Schopenhauer is the one that quoted saying that, you know, genius is having the ability to see something when nobody else can. You know, it's I paraphrase, that's not verbatim, but that's essentially what he said in his quote. And I think that's what Kanye does well. But Drake, on the other hand... I feel like with this Certified lover boy, instead of trying to do something that's a little different, try to test himself as an artist, expand that global reach, he just said, Ayo, I'm going to make a global commercial hit that I know is going to get streams because I've broken this shit down to an algorithm. He's like, I know what they want. I know how to make it sound good. And whether you like it or not, whether I'm pushing music forward... This is going to be the biggest streamed album ever. Yeah. So, so I, was, I here's I what I'll my, say about Drake. That's all, right? that's all I'll say for now.
1: Uh, here's what I'll say regarding Drake. I do. I'd say like, yeah, I'm someone who loves Drizzy. I'd say if there is a criticism of him. It is that he stays in his comfort zone too often. But I think what his, I think what he pushes though in terms of culture, I think he does, because like I think like. He, so like I'm personally like not the biggest fan of Kanye's like music, but I do respect that like yeah, he does try and create change on like the culture and on the music world. like he all like you cannot deny the impact that he's had. and that's something that you have to respect. And I do think Drake subtly is doing a lot of that like outside of the studio. Like I do agree like when he gets in the studio, yeah, he's very like kind of just does what well, he stays in his own lane and granted his lanes, one of the greatest lanes of all time. So like, you kind of have to respect it because he's on the Mount Rushmore of rap with doing what he's done was like certified lover boy, this type of music for his whole career. But you know, you look at what he's starting to do with like some of his Nike lines, like uh, producing, I don't know if you've ever watched top boy on Netflix, but like yeah. produ- producing top boy. Uh, I know he's, what, him and LeBron are producing that you new know, Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, my so for like, that one. So yeah, so it's like he's, and Euphoria too, right? Yeah, so it's like he's getting, like you know, I think I I truly think he's gonna be get back into his acting career at a certain
0: point eventually. I think he's quoted as saying that he wants to eventually stop rapping and go back into acting. Yeah, I just like I think, and I think that we, I think that's like
1: much like LeBron. I think one thing that. I don't think we're giving Drake the credit for. He has that I think what we're gonna see in the way he promotes like changes the culture and promotes like influence. I think we're like yet to see it. I think we're just starting to see What's
0: it. What's his culture though? What influence is he putting? But I think he, like, cause, like Kanye is someone who actually the fashion
1: culture. I'd say for Kanye is fashion. well,
0: you know, outside of fashion, outside the studio, looking at purely the studio, Kanye was doing things that rap had never seen and then especially the introduction of there's just the 808s yeah. that producers are playing with he's the one that really put that on a global scale and influenced the rest of the music you know after him and yeah, 808s is a goaded album for currently sure. but it's like what's drake doing what culture is he pushing so i think because at least now agree with it or disagree. Yay is on his God wave. He's promoting that. He's so there's that level of culture and influence that he's putting on the world. But what's Drizzy pushing in terms of culture when he's talking about how girls like girls? I'm a lesbian. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what well, no, culture like, is no, that? no? But that's what I'm saying. Like
1: it's not within the music. Like you know, I do like. But I'm
0: talking purely the music as an artist. That's what I'm talking about. I guess like. But even with the clothes, what culture is he pushing? Just Nike. I mean, I
1: think what I think if you're talking about the music itself, I'd say like it's pretty Wow, this is kinda like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You got nothing to see He's got no, like, like, now, now like
1: now now that Now that there isn't much but I do like <laughs> But I will say okay, but okay, like, folks, we got that at least. But <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess there's not really there's not really anything musically that he's, you know. Pushing, but I think at the same like I don't know, but that's he's more generic than Kanye is, you know. It's to more of the masses, like we said earlier. Like, you know, what his like it's global, so, you know, I think his is more of a kind of cast a wide net and Kanye's more of a specific net that he's pushing upon people. And it's personally that it's not my cup of tea, but, like, I can respect. Like, he's obviously a great artist. And
0: what do you not like about Ye? I'm saying that's not your cup of tea. I, I just, like, like
1: so either. I love 808s and Heartbreaks. It's one of, like, my favorite albums of all time. But just, like i just don't like the songs like on some of the other albums like it's just doesn't like it i just don't it's just i like i listen like it's the same with like i respect how grave an artist like kendrick is but like it's something about like kendrick's voice to me it's just like it's like nails on chalkboard like i respect like i the artistry i can listen to it and be like damn like that was a beautiful piece of work but it's just like the voice there's just something about like listening to kanye rap that just kind of like annoys me i'm like turn this sh-. like shit i guess <laughs> i think it's his voice or whatnot like i'm so like yeah like i respect how what he's done in, but sonically but at like, least soni- though.
0: yeah it's just sonically like i'm just like bro like stop like i like I, but, but saying like, as, like if you were to have all his beats as just instrumentals and just hearing that the that sonic work at play would you be like this shit's fire yeah i think it depends on the album
1: I think it's, like, a, um, like, if it was, like, uh the Yeezus album, I'd say, no, I hate the beats on that. But then, like, something like 808s and Heartbreaks, like, I love every beat off that. I'd say My Beautiful twi- Twisted Dark <coughs> Fantasy. Again, all those beats are fire. The Graduation, like, the College Dropout series, like fire. But more in, like, the recent stuff, like, since the Twisted Dark Fantasy, I haven't really liked the beats. But
0: Yeezus, to be fair... Was him putting a message out there? He's saying, not only is he going to go in the future, but he is almost intentionally not making music for radio streams because he wanted to say fuck the establishment. Yeah, no. That's when they weren't giving him a chance in the fashion industry. No, I,
1: I, I get that. I just it doesn't. They don't sound good to me. Like it's just
0: even with that as context, he's yeah, like, nah.
1: Like, it's like like Black Skinhead might be one of my my least favorite beats of all time. Like.
0: Really? Yeah, it's a
1: creative beat. It is. It is a creative beat, and like, but that's the like, I respect it so much because, like, not everyone's gonna like what you put out, and that's one thing I do respect. Is that he's gonna do what he's gonna do, and you know, that's actually something that I would say like he does kind of inspire me on is that, like, you know, obviously like to a like lesser degree, but like I'm someone who like loves fashion, right? I love clothes, love like new styles and i love trying new like styles out and like mixing in like new things together and you know there's times i put together outfits that i might like that other people don't or i put out and they miss but it's like you gotta you the only way you can find out if it is good or not and if the people like it is if you try it so i have mad respect for him you know putting out these creative beats that are pushing the boundaries and whatnot and but that also comes with the fact that not everyone's gonna like it but it's it's okay you know, and not his, uh, it's not for everyone, you know, and it doesn't have to be for me. Just like, you know, I'm someone who, like, loves Lil Uzi. But if someone doesn't like Lil Uzi, like, I'll understand it. You know, I can. You're like,
0: that's chill. Yeah,
1: like, that's chill. It's like, I can understand why, like, some person went like, whoa, 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 <laughs> for fucking three minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah but like, yeah. but like, I see it for like, deeper than that. And I like, you know, I love it so much that, you know, but it's What's like, deeper it, than that. Like, I think what, like, for me, like, Uzi, if, like, it's specifically the perfect uh, Love Tape um, and uh, Lil Uzi versus The World, the first one, um, those two. um, So, like, both the ones dropped in 2016. Like, I think the way, like, A, also, like, so all those beats were inspired by 808s and Heartbreaks, like, just on, like, the Kanye, like, the, tangent but i think what he does a great job is like because like i remember like at that time like i was like in college like first semester hard ass time because like you know going to the east coast it was a hard transition and but i was still trying to have as like much fun as i could i was like getting high a lot like getting drunk a lot and, like but i was also like sad but like uzi is like his beats are like so happy when you, but when you like listen to the words like you know you can tell he's like it's like topics of my heartbreak and like him being like sad but he's like always trying to way to like make it happy and like put on like like the bright side you know and someone who just like doesn't like you know hasn't like listened to his stuff they'll hear like uh, all my friends are dead like push me <laughs> to the edge but like to me like I'm seeing like all my friends are dead like all my friends are dead presidents like all my friends are like they, like like push me to like it's, like, he's at a place where he's like, feels lonely, and it's, like, he's just, like, got money. But, like, you know, he's making it sound, like, hella fucking lit. And, like, that's why I think, I, that's why I've really, like, got on an Uzi, like, rocking with him. Do you like Cardi? You know, it's funny, because I don't like I don't like Cardi, but they're the same type of artist. But it's one of those things, like, there's actually some Cardi, like, I don't dislike Cardi. I don't like a whole lot of Red Cardi. I didn't like a whole lot of Red, but, like... Uh, Magnolia one of the, like or that the OG. Yeah, that that's one of the great songs like uh but die Lit, that's what I meant. Like the album Dilit.
0: Like Oh I love that album. Great, I like, thought Shooter's a great shooter album. like
1: if like someone like if my dad was to like I've thought about this. Like if my dad was to come and ask me it's like I wanna like open my mind up to rap, like what like show me a few songs, right? Like Shooter would like to like if I like Songs he's like one of the best like rap songs like that you like your generation like I would play shooter that would a hundred percent that would probably be like my first choice like I like that first it,
0: choice to represent rap
1: like playboy, I playboy cardi shooter and Uzi was like like can't forget Uzi's part in there too but like the, <laughs> like the beat like the beat is just so like happy in the build up and like it's just such a happy song
0: you can't like not smile and dance to it you know like so is it more so when you're listening to Lil Uzi is it more like the vibes because when he's saying even when I, I like to look at the lyrics yeah. a lot of times when I'm listening to songs and Apple Music has a nice interface for it and it yeah. moves around super super dope so when I'm looking at a, at a Lil Uzi song I'm like he's not really saying a whole lot
1: though nah but some of the things though like he do sometimes be saying a lot but at the same time like yeah he pl- don't
0: but he do like
1: <laughs> like yeah, I mean I's so like I also do like look up like I'm the same thing like I I'm love to look up like Spotify's like the same stuff with like the lyrics. I don't know if the interface is better or not. <laughs> but the uh Probably not. Probably not. But
0: I've actually seen it. It's not.
1: Not. right, I'll take your word for it. Um but I do think like the vibe the vibes is a lot, you know, like I like stuff that will I like stuff that will make me happy, you know. I I don't listen to sad music anymore. I used to like anytime I was sad listen to sad music. Fuck that shit. Happy music. What would you later. listen to? Marvin's room. Marvin's <laughs> room. Sad ass Dre. Cups of the rose. Eh? <laughs> Bitches in my old phone. Do you man. like Lil Peep? I uh, yeah I do. Fuck with Lil Peep. Like uh, falling Lil down's a, a classic. Like.
0: That's is it. his. What I like about Lil Peep is, although a lot of times it can be considered as, like, sad boy, beat, or, like, emo rap. What I like about it is, although he's is emotional inherently in his music, it's almost like he's transcending the sadness. To get better. Yeah, to get better. It's yeah. all in pursuance of something. He's like, hey, yep. this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling shitty, but, like, it'll get better. And that's kind of what I took away from Lil Peep. So... Mm-hmm. i actually really enjoy his music and just him as an artist yeah r.i.p
1: like, yeah r.i.p like I, that's a great way to describe it i feel the same way like, like there's something about like it's like weird to say but like you can even like feel that like in the beat like when i think of like falling down like obviously like, it's like kind of like it has some like minor like notes in it so like it's like a more darker beat but like it does like feel like kind of a like, Pursuit of Happiness type, like, things are, like, on its way, like, up, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I can't, it's hard to, like, explain, but, like, I feel that way about, like, just, like, some of the beats he uses, too. It's, like, um, it's almost, like, kind of a, a rise to, like, from, like, down to
0: yeah. up good. It's kind of like you're crying, but you're wiping the tears, tears away and yeah. you're <laughs> starting to feel a little better. But there were those tears, they were there, yeah. they're fresh, but you're wiping them off. And everything's going to be okay. Because you know, in the end, like you're taken care of.
1: Recently, though, I will say, like in 2022, I've been listening to a lot of reggaeton. Ooh, a lot of of bad bunny. A lot of bad bunny. His uh, love, his stuff.
0: Bad bunny just kind of exploded out of nowhere, it feels like. Yeah. And it seems like women love women love bad bunny they love bad bunny and those tickets are expensive yeah they were i was
1: looking at the tickets because i'm like i'm trying to find myself uh like i'm trying to find myself a latina novio right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'm like oh shit like
0: 230 like nah i'm like i'll just go to Sarajevo. Club. <laughs> <laughs> i think i've seen even tickets like if you want really good seats or, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's a standing one or like yeah. more of a sit down. But I thought I saw them like 1,500, 2,500 people paying. It's crazy. It's insane. So it's like. He's global. He is global, yeah, too. Yeah, they love numbers down. Latin
1: America. Yeah, yeah, that tour that he's on is like every country Latin America is and like all sold out. Like, Jeez. So he broke, the, he broke Drake's record for uh, that the album he put out like two, three weeks ago. Bro- oh really yeah broke drake's record for most streamed in a week
0: dang looks like drake's gonna have yeah. to come out with something new push the culture oh like he's said. gonna he's gonna need <laughs> to, he's gonna need to get bad bunny on a track
1: <laughs> you know drake's actually featured on a bad bunny track the song
0: mia imagine a collab album
1: that would be pretty sick drake's numbers. had a couple drake's had a couple uh songs in spanish like he's featured on some spanish songs so i've heard him speak it you know
0: so yeah But who knows if that's him or if it's he's just reading off of (laughs) Google
1: Translate.
0: Because I know with um, Justin Bieber, he was on the stage and a Spanish part of his verse came up and he was actually like fumbling the bag. (laughs) So a lot of times, you know, they're kind of like studying it like an actor. Like, okay, here are my lines, here are my lines. They go out there, sing their lines. But when it comes back to it again, they're like dude! Like I don't know. <laughs> I gotta look at it again. I gotta study this shit.
1: Nah, like would love to, would love to see a song with Drake and Bad Bunny though. I think that would be some like good like like kind of like one dance vibes. Get some like yeah. dance a, dan, <laughs> dance hall beat to it. Like that could be.
0: What do you think about Travis Scott?
1: I, I'm pretty like neutral on him. Like I like his music, but he's like never someone that I like. So I guess here's how I. Here's how I, like, kind of differentiate my musicians, right? There's, like, artists that, like, I just, like, don't generally just, like, don't really like. And there's artists who it's, like, I like them, but I'm not going to stay up to watch, to, like, listen to their, like, album drop. And then there's artists who I'll stay up to listen to their album drop. That's kind of how I differentiate it. And Travis Falls in the middle. Like, I like his music, but I'm not going to get super fucking, like, I'll listen to it the next morning. But, you know, I'm not. Like, not like some super fan or whatnot, just very neutral towards him.
0: What did you think about the concert that he had where people died?
1: Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to it. It just seemed like a lot of like, ta- it seemed like a lot of like tabloid stuff. And I didn't like, people were talking about like him being on some like demon shit. And I'm like, shit, uh, that's wild. I'm not, <laughs> I didn't really pay much <laughs> attention to it. I'm like, I to, who knows? I'm,
0: like maybe he's an illuminati. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. That's his business. You more so wanted to be like uh, an ostrich, just put your head in yeah, the sand. Yeah, like, it's not yeah, even like, that. It's just like, like, I don't like, need to look at the end of this. It could like, be, but maybe it was, enough, but it was also like, going on. Like when I was like studying
1: for the LSAT, so I'm just like I don't really like care like that I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like yeah, I have better priorities. Yeah, than I'm now. like I do not care what happened at Astro World. <laughs> like, but it
0: was just sad as like a ten year old kid died. Shit.
1: I not like I didn't. They were
0: trampled. I I
1: do know someone from Bellingham actually was one of the people who died. I did hear no way. Yeah, someone small
0: fucking world, but
1: um, or maybe like went to Western or something, but something like with a Bellingham connect.
0: 10 year old child trampled to death. And the reason why he's there is, I mean, you see him, he's on a McDonald's menu. Oh, and then you're playing Fortnite, he's in Fortnite, he's having Fortnite concerts, he's been having all of these ties to, to children and trying to appeal to the biggest audience that he can to obviously make the most money that he can. And then here you have this child who's influenced based on everything they've seen with Travi to now wanting to be out there at his concert. And then literally the crowd almost under like a spell, almost hypnotized and end up trampling this kid. And and stepping on him and killing him.
1: I'd say, like, the one thing, though, like, that I, like, would ask in that situation is, why are you as a parent bringing your 10-year-old to a music fest? Like, you know, obviously,
0: like... Is it an adult-only thing? Well, but it's It's not that,
1: Yeah, no, but it's not that, but it's, like, I've been to a music fest before, right? Like, I'm 6'2", 6'3", with shoes on, right? Like, and I know how... You can, it's easy to get like moved right like when you're in big crowds like once one person goes like you know like it's it they're not like very safe settings as it is when you're like in a big group like that like there's obviously a risk that comes with it and i just think bringing a small human being is probably not the best idea
0: so instead of saying hey let's look into what went wrong to make that happen it's just like ayo why are you bringing your kid there dog like,
1: I'm like I would no I would like to know like what also like I'm because I'm sure like there are things that happen in the proceedings and like there's other people with like liability but just like kind of more like I just don't know if like I'd put my kid in that situation. Like I don't think I'd be like <laughs> like, like like no but I'm being serious. Like if I have like a ten year old, like remember us when we were ten, we were fucking like small and idiots. Like I, I shouldn't I would not be ready for
0: that like situation. Like that would be a setting that I do not think it's a little different though when you see that person on McDonald's menu, and then you see him in a video game where kids are playing. So then that association yeah, but it's like, is around that it's okay and accepted of all age groups. Yeah, but it's like when I was in
1: 2008, so like I we were in yeah I was in fourth, I was in fourth grade or fifth grade, one the two, UW beat USC at Husky Stadium, and I really want to storm the field with, like, everyone, right? And my dad's like, no, you're too small. Like, that's, like what, it, <laughs> that's what he said. I was just like, no, this is fucking bullshit, dude. Like, obviously, I didn't say that, but, like, I was, like, mad that I didn't get a storm the field. But, like, I've been to, like, other field stormings and, like, um, like, freshman year, like, when Villanova won the national championship, like, on campus, right, like, everyone was, like, running to um, uh, from, like, where everyone was like watching on like the camp, like on the campus green, it's like the corner of like, like the streets, so, like we could like, everyone was like gonna like, basically like ride in the street. Um, and on the way there, like the girl I was seeing, like she like fell over, like, I like immediately like picked her up, but like, it was like, I'm, I, thought, I realized to myself, I'm like shit, like, if I like didn't see that happen, like she easily would have been trampled. Cause like everyone was like running. And like, when you get a whole big crowd, like moving like that, like it's just... that's
0: different though. Although that was good that you did that, it's in the name that makes it different. We're storming the field; everyone's sprinting there. But this is at a concert, so it's like, why is everybody starting to get crushed? Why is everyone going insane? Yeah, I'm, that's a that's inherently different.
1: I have yeah, I have no re- reason to know why that is happening. But I was just more like my.
0: So yeah, it's like, being a child point, in it because not it's like safe. I've been
1: to, I've been to so many music festivals where like a fight breaks out or like a mosh pit breaks out in, like the middle or like like a dance circle or whatnot like I've seen that happen at like music festivals before and it's like you know like it's like for example for a fight right like people like make a circle and there's like pushing and whatnot people are like getting moved like that's not a scenario you should bring a ten year old in
0: you know but you're there for music that the people on drugs and drugs yeah but like you know I think. So would you say that a way to make sure that a 10-year-old doesn't get trampled at another concert is to just not allow 10-year-olds to say, hey, we're going to have a 15-year-old age limit on this concert? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah? Like, I feel like not like 15. I'd say like, if you're in high school, you can go to concerts.
0: So like maybe... 14. 14. Or, wait, like no, when you, wait, no,
1: when you become a teenager, you can go to concerts. That's So you have to be a teen. Yeah. No fucking 12-year-olds. Fuck 12. <laughs> 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 Get your sixth-grade ass out of here. Get a seventh-grade. Then you can go to fucking concerts, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, that's... Or, like, I feel like... Solution. No, it's
1: not even just, like, concerts, but it's, like, more, like, just music festivals, right? Like, or it's, like, I have no problem, like, you know, if you're going to a concert, like, with a kid and, like, you're sitting in, like... It's, like, in a stadium and you're sitting. But, like, I... Like, if it's standing, you know, like... Like, I was at, like, a Amine in March and, like, everything's standing. And, like, we weren't even, like, that close to, like, the front. And, like, still every Like, people around us are, like, you know, bumping into us and pushing us. And obviously, you know, it's not something that... You know, there was no, like, people running, like, crazy. But it's, like, I just think, like, you know, your kid's bound to catch, like, an elbow, you know, to the head or something. It's just, like, they're small humans, and it's a big human, bunch of big humans around. Like, that's just kind of... I'm sure there's stuff that more went into the concert and why everyone was, like, hypnotized, like you said. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that, but I just think that's not a setting you want a kid in, regardless. Of if there's other liability, and if there is other liability, they need to be liable. But
0: just but you're like first and foremost, why the fuck? Not is just there a for yeah, not there? just first and foremost. <laughs> That's just like one thing. I... Like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> fuck kids, bro.
0: You're like, hold oh, on, I get it. All you people thought nah, is chair. I have a why the now, fuck? If is we're that talking, there? if we're talking about age <laughs>
1: limits, I don't think you should be allowed to ride a plane until you can sit the whole time and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> if you, like, I think... <laughs>
2: I can get, <behind laughs> get behind that. I can get behind that.
1: Like, if, you're, if your baby is going to cry
0: uh, on the plane, y- 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 your baby's not allowed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think any a lot of people get behind that. But then the moment you have a kid, you're like... Nah. what do we do? We we have to drive across the country. Nah, we're not fucking traveling. <laughs> I could better grow up quick, <laughs> or you just put him in a little dog kennel. You put him with the with the baggage with the dog. <laughs> You'd be a good boy. I'll will see you when we get to DC. <laughs> it's like a little international flight. Wow. I'll see you in sixteen I have, hours, so buddy.
1: I fly I fly a lot. Like just like through college and whatnot, I had to fly lot growing up. Like traveling, I did a lot of good amounts. Like I've flown a lot. I have a lot of. A lot of takes on travelers. That's something that I'm very passionate on or my traveling opinions. Like, What are your thoughts, personally, on like putting your
0: seat back? Putting the seat back. That's a good one. I would say it's one of those things where when somebody does it to you and they put their seat back on you, you're like, dude, fuck you. But then it comes down to it where your back is so stiff. You're like, if only I could get that little extra bit of relief. So... It's hard. I always kind of, I usually put my seat back if I've already surveyed behind me. If I see this person's got smaller legs or they're mm. a smaller person or it's clear. Yeah, if
1: it's a kid, I always fucking throw it back. <laughs> yeah. That's the only, That's the only. like, I personally, like, as someone with big, long legs, like, I try and sit in the exit row every chance I can because you can't, no one, you can't put your uh, seat back in the exit row and it's just like a little bit more leg room. And mm. You don't have to pay extra for it. Like, but it's like the same amount of legroom. It's like premium class per se. So travel well, traveling exit. tip there you go guys. Travel tip right there. Look at the exit row. Unless you're on the same flight as me, do not take my ticket. <laughs> 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 but so like that's usually where I sit. But when I'm like when I'm in coach and someone puts their if they're especially if they're shorter than me like like one time a six dude did it and I'm like I, I can't really complain. But you could see why he did. Yeah, that. Um, but. If, like, one time, like, like when I was coming back from New Orleans, uh, from the Final Four, terrible headwinds, so, it, like, the flight ended up being seven hours, and this 5'5 lady in front of me had her seat back the whole time. I was absolutely so pissed. Like, literally. Why didn't you say my, anything? Uh, Because one time I did kind of get into a little bit of a fight on the aircraft. little and, dispute? Yeah, a little dispute, and... Uh, um. You know, it just wasn't a good look, and uh, I vowed to, you know, be a
0: nicer person. And just wasn't a good look. What happened? They were doing that, and you, what you yeah, say? Yeah, like,
1: so they were doing that. Like, so for context, I was flying Philly to LAX, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um, the lady, 5 a.m. How long is that flight? Six and a half hours. Six hours. The lady in front of me five two puts her like seat all the way back right like while my head's like so i have my head down on the headrest right and then she does that i'm like yo like really and like i like give it like a little like hit back and then she was like oh she like kind of went in, like this is war mode and i'm like i got nothing to do for six hours i can go to war too and then it really kicked off when
0: wait what do you mean by that she went to this is war like mode. like she, she just
1: like she immediately like that happened and she immediately just like threw it back and like I could see like her like she was like had her like legs like against like the. now yeah she's like flexed now like to make sure like it can't move and then when she went up to go to the bathroom like I stood up and like moved her I went like into her row and moved it like cause I was we were both on the aisle so I stood up like went to her row moved her like seat back and like when well, she was in the bathroom <laughs> and then like you know two more hours of like she gets back to seat, puts it back it's just two more hours of what's been going on she goes to the bathroom again I do it again. She's like, What the fuck's your problem? Right? When she comes back, I'm like, You're my fucking problem. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the same type as Stephen Curry. You're 5'2, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the fight attendant was like, You guys need to calm down or we're going to have, have police on hand when we land. I'm like, All right, I'm not going to do any of that. But like.
0: Immediately they went to the police. Uh,
1: yeah, that's what they like said. But like.
0: You and know. then did it end right after that? Did the lady say anything more? Or I she was just
1: was- like, I'm just like, keep your seat on, like be considerate to others, and then, like, she like put it back. She didn't care, but
0: oh, I, and then the rem- yeah, for she, the remaining time yeah, yeah, she like flight. put it
1: back, but like I just put my head into the I just put my head into like the seat and just try to like headbutt it like back the whole time. Like <laughs> <laughs> I probably got CTE from that shit. But <laughs> every other minute, you're hitting your head on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My, I was like flying with my boy too down there, and he was like asleep the whole time. Like, he took
0: edibles before oh, it and oh was just like God. passed down. I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe what the fuck happened. Like, that'd be even funnier. It's like he wakes up from the edible <sighs> and then he just sees you in cuffs. Like, he's like, <laughs> hey, yo. I mean, dude, why are you getting a <laughs> room right now on the plane?
1: But, like, nah, I do not like, like, I do not like when people put their uh, seat back.
0: But what about when you are sitting, like, you're not in the middle seat? But, and there's no middle, let's just, you and someone else, do you usually kind of just opt in for, like, putting headphones on, not saying anything, or if that person tries talking to you, how do you go about it? what do you just think in general of talking to people
1: on a plane? I think it really just depends on, like, the person, you know, I feel like I've gone a vibe now, but it's like, so if I see someone, like, wearing, like, a sports team, something, like, I'll chat up, you know? You'll chop it up? Yeah, if she's she's a good-looking female, I'll, uh. Chop it up, yeah. um, um, you know. If I, but it's like sometimes it really just like depends on the person. And if I like peak your interest, or yeah, they, yeah, basically like they peak my interest. Like, like when I was flying to like Miami, the, uh, um, like in last March, there was like a Jewish Colombian guy sitting next to me. and like I, So I spoke with him in Spanish for, like, the whole time. A that, Jewish like, Colombian dude? Yeah, I'm like, I've, like, never seen... How would you know he was a Jewish Colombian dude? Well, he was speaking Spanish. I didn't know he was Colombian originally, but he had the star David out.
0: Oh, like, on like, a chain? Yeah, yeah,
1: on his chain. And then he's speaking Spanish. I'm like, ¿de dónde eres? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Colombia. <laughs>
0: Dang, that's pretty cool. And so,
1: like, and the person who taught me Spanish is Colombian, so, like... Oh, so you had the accent down and everything. Yeah, so like I mean I feel like I, I talk more with a Spanish accent because uh I've kind of um I've manufactured it. You know, like I've made I've cr- like
0: Drizzy trying to speak. Not like, even from that Toronto. it's just
1: more like I've made like yeah, kinda of, but it's Manu- like Manufactured? Yeah, I kinda of manufactured because um when I speak it, you know, obviously it's terrible PR to be Russian right now in today's society. So I'm so instead of being English and Russian, I'm trying to claim English and Spain. <laughs> <laughs> that way, I can so as, as an attempt to uh, as attempt to be more authentic to the big booty Latinas,
2: <laughs> because you
1: know it's like, you know, if I'm Russian and speaking Spanish, I'm a fucking gringo. <laughs> but if I'm but if I'm Spanish, I'm, if I'm if I'm white and speaking Spanish, but I'm from but Spain. I feel like
0: there's a lot of respect with Russian people in general. Not right now. But apart from that, but like in general, nah, you would you
1: wouldn't say so. Nah, as someone who is half Russian, I'd say I've, it's I've, it's never been something that's a commanded respect in my life. It's usually something that kind of people like look on coldly, if anything.
0: They look on coldly.
1: Yeah, like
0: what do they say to you? It's not like <laughs> really okay, but that. It's, it's
1: more like it's like okay, like I think it's also parks like Russian is kind of like a cold culture, but it's like there's like. Even before this, there's like always been a stigma against like Russian people, and I'm not trying to get on a fucking soapbox and be like, uh, us Russians are fucking <laughs> like pro- like persecuting us because we're not. That's not oppressed. what I'm trying to say. I uh, yeah, I don't think we're oppressed. I just like like even like my mom, right? Like my dad is Russian. My mom fucking always is like, it's like you can you can ne- my mom's like you can never trust the Russians. They're fucking. They're always sneaky people. Like, my mom, like...
0: Well, that's your mom just teasing your dad. No,
1: about. like, she, like, was, like... She, like, my mom, I legitimately think she, like, she does not like Russians, like, whatsoever. Like, I don't know why she, like... Like, she, <laughs> she doesn't say anything ever around my dad, but she's always, like... She's always, like, like Russians, like, always, like... Up, always plotting, like, you know? And, always plotting. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think that's...
0: Historically makes sense. Uh,
1: historically makes sense, but, like, yeah, definitely, like... And like Squalcombe High School too, like decent amount of like Russians and like, like real like not like Logan. My dad's a Russian. Like like my like they oh yeah, they em- yeah Russian. they like immigrated. They they're are they are the, the first generation ones and like speak Russian at home and you know like real ass and like there people would always like you know people are always like scared of them like worried about them being like oh like like you know just like kind of like idea that they're like always up to something or like. <laughs>
0: Always plotting. Yeah,
1: it's like I don't know. I have like
0: you're always plotting though. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You're not always plotting. You, no. I feel like you used to be a plotter. Like you were a bookie. So I, I was constantly on the plot.
1: Yeah, I guess so. How'd you get
0: into the bookie game?
1: So I got into the bookie game because the friend who uh,
0: actually for those for people who just don't know define a bookie. You uh, being so a bookie. bookie's
1: like the person who you place your bets with uh, if you're a sports better. So if you want to bet Rangers to beat the Lightning tonight, you know I would have the. You're off- like yo,
0: that's a lock, by the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so, like I like they would, you know, like let's say the odds are ten to win fourteen dollars. Like you put your ten dollars with me, and then when that bet eventually loses because betting is made to lose, I get. If you're like, it's literally gambling. Is like the house always wins. If you're thinking about getting into gambling, it's not a. Lucrative strategy. So, long if you're term. thinking
0: about getting into gambling, you probably want to be a bookie. Yeah. If you not want, actually gamble. Yeah.
1: Because, so, like, for me, I could gamble, like, on myself, like, under my own book. Like, it's like we would have accounts, like, online, right? And I created a fake name that I would just put my own bets under, right? So, like, if I lost, I'd only be lo- losing 75% of my bet. Like, mm. because I'm, because as a bookie, I get to keep basically, if you lose $20 with me, I pay fifteen to the person above that, but I pocket five. It's basically a giant pyramid scheme, to be honest. With like, that's a, what it a, sounds like. It's a giant pyramid scheme, like from like the business end of it, and like the people, like our friends who do it, are all like the bottom part of the pyramid. I'm like the level above, and there's two levels above me. So are you kind of like mid? Mid-tier? Yeah, like yeah. So like there's like there's Mid-level four manager. there's four tiers, and I'm the third. So.
0: Oh okay. So you're not quite on the shop floor. You kind of got it. You got it. They gave yeah, you the a computer like, now. Yeah, well, yeah. Because like I get
1: commission. Like I would get like, so like usually like in a week, like the book would I'd say average week the. Book, How'd you get into it though? It's so like my average. friend who my friend who went and met Jared Dudley. He was big bookie, like big time, like making big si- time bookie making sixty k a year as a as a in college running. Holy
0: ahead. fuck! That's a job. Yeah, like, people have that for careers.
1: Lost it all gambling.
0: He lost it all.
1: Lost all of it. Because house always wins. Uh, yeah, well, like he w- <laughs> he would just be like, "I made this money, I'm gonna go gamble it now," dude. and lo- lost it all.
0: Wait, so how was he making? And he was making. Yeah, like, like he, he, he had like he, he, so he had
1: like my whole like fraternity on, on the book. Yeah, until, and then he, and the reason I got into it is because he quit, and so his book which had the whole fraternity got divided into me and two other kids, my fraternity. And we handled the rest. And then and I also, he had
0: that many accounts where had to get divided to three. three different and, then, guys. and then
1: I also got like, cause I like our friends out here on the West coast, they didn't have like a book. So I was also able to bring in their business. So like I was probably making like 500 a week. I think I made in the, I'd say in total in the, I did it for I'd say about a year. Yeah, about a year, maybe a little less maybe a little more, like sixteen months. I made thirty probably made like yeah, I probably made two thousand a month.
0: Two thousand a month. Yeah, off of it. Damn. And for just kinda hanging out. Being a student, that's pretty. Yeah, spiritual. like
1: I mean, like it funded my. like, it funded a lot of vacations, like um. A lot of the I, lean. Not, not the perks that, nah, not even. Nah, Bikes. Nah, that was. I've, I've been. I, when I was bookie, I've been mad clean from that shit. When I was all like the like the like the trip to Miami though, like that was all paid for via the book. Um.
0: Shout out the boys. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs>
1: shout out, Mister Fuller. Um. The um that and then like <laughs> some trips to atlantic city were paid but via that you know some uh
0: shit on mr fuller yeah man. some
1: some some nice t- treating some girls to nice dinners like all all of that your so. future pretty much yeah basically. Your
0: future just like spending money on yeah, trip, were... <laughs> vacation women you know it was great
1: it, it was great too like uh you know especially like that having and i was also like making like uh, real money at the time too cuz i was working uh for the place I had like originally had my uh, return offer from. It's like down or Do you remember that story? Like I had return offer from them, and then I was working for them through the school year. And then like literally when I was in Miami, they hit me up and they're like, "Yeah, the Seattle branch is getting canceled." But it's like, so they're yeah. like, "Do you want to work in Sacramento?" I'm like, "No, fuck Sacramento." <laughs> but. So I had my, I had bread from that. It's so like that, all that like.
0: Stuck to your roots though. Why did you say fuck Sacramento? Just P N W over Sacramento, everything, bro.
1: That's a shitty ass city. <laughs> they said we we'll send you to New York. I would have taken that in a minute. Like it's not. It wasn't just about like the Seattle thing, but it was like. Kind of though. Nah, like I would have gone to New York. I would have gone to L A. Like I would have. Well, gone, those are
0: major other cities in the world. Yeah, but like it's just like. Even, like, a mid like, I would
1: have stayed in Philly before.
0: <laughs> You're just straight up, fuck Sacramento. And
1: yeah, like, that's one of the shittier major cities in America, I'd say. Like, if you were to rank, a, like, a top 50, like, all the, like, 50 ba- biggest cities in America. Like, I don't even know if they're one of the 50 biggest cities
0: in America. Like, Dang, you have beef with Sacramento. Nah, I don't really, I, I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> What do you not like about it?
1: It's just, it's kind of, it's, it just, it feels like Boise to me.
0: Like, like Boise. It's not
1: terrible, but like, it's like a bed, like I'd rather live there than Bellingham, right? <laughs> like it's a, like it's a good, it's a good, it's a good place. It's just, I'm someone who likes being in big cities. Like I'd say for me, like Seattle's probably like on the, like on the spectrum of big, like largeness of cities, like size of cities that I'd want to live in. Seattle's on like the smaller end.
0: It's a small, it's a small city. It's yeah. not even a million people. It's like yeah, but like it's, 720, I'd 720,
1: say 000. though, it, uh, the new, I think it's, New census, it's over. It might be over nine now. It's definitely over eight. No I, was, way. I was looking at it last night. Oh really? Yeah. There's a new one. Yeah, the twenty twenty census just like dropped like at the end of last year. So. Dang, I'll
0: take a look at that because I remember when I looked not that long ago, it wasn't that much. But.
1: Mm. Well, but I know it's that still under a mil. I know it's like we're the fifteenth biggest in the country though. Fifteenth biggest city. Top twenty, like metro area, fifteen. Like when you include Bellevue, Kirkland, like the suburbs and all that. Because I think that's probably, I think that's the best way to judge a city. Um, and I'd say, though, into like, I, this actually, I think a good transition because this is people, you know, they say Seattle's dying, right? You know, I don't think Seattle's dying. I think Seattle's changing. I think what we're seeing right now is Seattle's going from your Portland, Minneapolis, Cleveland sized city, right? To being. A big boy, a big player in the national level. A
0: real contender. Yeah,
1: like it's like at your San Francisco level, at your Washington D.C. level. Like it's not Charlotte anymore. This is Atlanta, you know. So that's kind of why I think it's becoming. You know, I think I think the only thing holding back the city in terms of growth is its own natural boundaries.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like it's like right now. Like, what would you say the biggest issue facing Seattle is? Homelessness, right? Homelessness. I, th- is I think that's dark. one of the biggest ones. Why is it so hard for Seattle to build um, housing units quickly? Because where's there to go? We got water to the west. You got water to the east. You got water in the fucking middle. <laughs> like it's it's hard to it's like because we're on an isthmus. There's no really place to go to build, except up. And then when you build up. Those get expensive so like that's just like the hardest thing
0: so then i guess you just put them all on a bus and send them to portland or what everett everett <laughs> send <them to> Everett. <laughs> could be a good viable solution yeah
1: no like i that one mayor bruce had like one of those first like homeless people roundup days right like i was driving down pacific avenue and they were like putting them in like the paddy wagon and I was, like, looking at it, and I'm like, yo, like, the Jew in me is watching this, like, this is not right, but, like, the Seattleite is watching me, like, damn, Bruce, you go, you go, you go, Bruce.
0: <laughs> to, to go back to the bookie thing, because I'm actually kind of curious on how that whole thing plays out, and, like, yeah. it sounds like anybody can be a yeah, bookie.
1: Yeah, you just need to know a bookie.
0: So you, you just need to know someone to put you on. Yeah. And if they put you on, then you're on. Yeah. That's it.
1: And they just become above you.
0: And like is there's not even really anything to be you don't really need a spreadsheet. You don't need to be organized. It's like No, there's actually there's literally the
1: site that you book through has their own spreadsheet like made for you. At the end of the week it just tells you like how much they owe.
0: Damn. So it's really just saying if you want to be a bookie know. Yeah, you you just
1: need to know someone and like have fifteen minutes every Monday to like Venmo and whatnot.
0: There you go, folks. If you want to be a bookie, just know someone that's got a book. Y- y'all know Logan now. So yeah. you want a book? Yeah, uh, you can't
1: come with me anymore because I'm, I'm out of the game. I haven't gambled in uh since early since uh, the week before the Super Bowl. I like I didn't bet on the Super Bowl. I haven't gambled yeah in since then. Damn, so, well, he's
0: clean from gambling. What it, brought that about?
1: Um, some kid on my book owed me thirty
0: five hundred. He owed you thirty
1: five hundred. Yeah, and it like the the 3 weeks it took to get it back like i felt like i was living uh howie's life from uncut gems <laughs> and it's a good movie yeah i was like i was uh, like losing sleep and it just like wasn't fun and i'm like i'm out of this and i wasn't gambling because i didn't want to lose money while i was already because like i was like he i was owed, like i was owed 3500 but like that 3500 wasn't like owed to me like that was owed to someone who won 3500 on the book so, like, that wasn't my money that he, like, he owed, like, some other kid. So, like, I that I was, like, the middleman of that debt. But I'm, like, I'm not gambling until I've paid the other kid all the money. And then, like, I had paid back everything. And I'm, like, yeah, like, it's been nice this last, like, month not gambling. And then he, and then he I just, the guy like, paid you back? Yeah, oh. I got it back eventually.
0: What took him so long?
1: Just, I don't know. You know, a lot, of excuses. Pretty fucked. Yeah, a lot of excuses here and there. But uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it got resolved, you know.
0: Um, and that's what took you out of the game?
1: Yeah, it took me out of the game. It, it, it was a pretty, uh, it was like a rough couple weeks. And then it was just so like, it was like a wild, What was rough about it? Like, just knowing you owed $3,500. Like, because at the end of the day, like, I'm on the hook for like, that to get that guy his 3500 like that's basically like it's part of my like part of the, the basic jobs like taking bets but like part of the job and like the risk you run is that if you're collecting the yeah debt. yeah so like if you don't get paid like it's cut it's got to come out of your pocket that's like the risk that you take on as like a bookie like that's the only risk you take is that if other people don't pay so
0: so if you're going to be a bookie the people may, on yeah, your book, you, you gotta you, trust them yeah
1: you have to trust them like, like even people you trust like might you know they might, they might switch up on you. Yeah, so like you can never, you can never uh, like. It's like you know, every we're all cool. Like you know, when I when I I saw him when I was back in New York and you know he apologized and you know everything's straight. But
0: what was he saying though? Yeah, like he sorry, like I mean dude. he was
1: just saying like it's uh, like he's still in school and he was just saying like you know my parents see like uh, all like my card activities and you know they told me I couldn't like gamble anymore. But his, parents, oh but his parents, like, give him, like, hell of money, like, every week. And he just would, like, go and use it on gambling. It's, like, that's why he, like, wasn't, like, paying.
0: He wasn't like, paying because he didn't want to see. He didn't he want to have money yeah. to see the exactly. transaction. And exactly. then he get in trouble for a week.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that that in itself caused you to get out of the game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> literally, literally. It's pretty gangster, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I had like I had his uh I had his big though like hit him up and be like because his big's one of my best friends, and I had him he got his, he was just like, yo, you fucking pay Logan now, and
0: then so, he said i yo
1: he was just like shit, like all right, yeah, like <laughs> once the pressure star game put on him out east, but that was like I think that was one of the reasons why it was so hard'cause it's like it's not like it's someone who I can, you know, go over to their house and be like, you yeah, know, what the fuck? Like, pay me money. It's like, this is someone who's
0: literally 3,000 miles
1: away. You know, that's...
0: Would, that you, a- would you break someone's legs for money? Like some loan shark shit? Like, let's say, for example, somehow you were the middleman of a transaction and they threw down, like, 250K, something that you couldn't just pull out of your ass somewhere to cover. Would you end up Hunting down, breaking legs for that? Or what I mean, are you doing?
1: Well, I mean, at least in, like, the lens of my bookie shit, no. Because I was friends with all the people. And, like, I said I try and have people that I trust. So, like, it's not going to be people that I want to...
0: But play. it was just a homie. He's just, like... You did trust him. But he just got a little too ahead of himself. Yeah, I mean, like... at the house... I don't know. You just it, said, Nah, Logan. I'm not giving you the 250.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that wouldn't be. breaking legs. It wouldn't be. I'd try and find other outlets before that. But if that's, I mean, <laughs> I think it just kind of like desperation breed, breeds a beast. So it really just kind of depends on, you know, that wouldn't be my first avenue. You know, like. But if it comes down to it. Uh, yeah, sometimes you know you got to take care of, you got to do what the job entails and <laughs> work within the job description. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, but I, I do have uh, I do have an infor- I I do have an outfit that I do wear when I do need to enforce things because there have been times when
0: you wear uh, an outfit.
1: Or yeah, you know I have. Uh, it's per it purposely like you know like someone one time stole my mail at uh, my last apartment when I went over to their apartment
0: you know they were stealing your mail?
1: Like uh the um like yeah, I did know. I can I can't remember how, but I remember that I knew it was them and I knew what apartment had it. And like I went over to their apartment and it's like I was just like I wear this manner's batting pack, just jersey with it like all the way open and just like my chain out <laughs> oh my with flip flopped. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn up the Philly accent a little bit. Like, <laughs> fuck you doing my fucking mail. Huh? I feel um, like you're kind of like Drake. You're a chameleon. Yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> I think that's, but that's also like I think too. Like I think it's partially because I've been able to like travel and like see so much and like meet so many people from different backgrounds. Because I've met so many people from different backgrounds. Like growing up here, but then also going out to the East Coast, you meet a whole different set of people, set of different. Like when I think of. Like cultures that people are out here. Like, there's not many Italians on the in the Pacific Northwest. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of Filipino people, a lot of like Mexican people, a lot of uh, like Japanese, Chinese. You know, German, Norwegian, but you don't get a lot of like Italian and Irish people out here, or you don't get a lot of Dominicans or Jamaicans. And that's like what you get a lot of at in the East Coast. You get to meet a lot of people. You know, tried a lot of different foods. You know, you hear the way. Wagwan like, man. Yeah, wagwan. <laughs> The way the way that like my best uh like my best friend from school is like Jamaican Jewish kid. Like
0: <coughs> Jamaican Jew. Yeah. The double J. You all call him JJ for short? Nah. No? Nah. No. Nah.
1: Nah. Whatever never. there's another JJ in the Fred group. His name is JJ, so that would be really confusing.
0: Oh, okay. Dang. Well, is JJ Jamaican Jewish too? No,
1: nah, he's Korean.
0: Oh okay. Well <coughs> so how long were you in the game for? Like gambling wise or just bookie? Both.
1: So gambling, I started FIFA World Cup twenty eighteen. First thing I bet on. Harry Kane to win the golden boot. It won. I'm like damn, I'm Hook. so I'm like so fucking good at this. And I'm so fucking good at this. <laughs> <laughs> And then was like, all right. And I didn't bet at all this summer. And then sophomore year, started betting on, like, college football and whatnot. Uh, the college football, that's, like, kind of really what I got in. That I started betting big on hockey. That's why I started making like bigger bets.
0: Was that year? since <coughs> the end of the. You're a big N H uh, L guy,
1: right? Big N H L guy, big Chell guy. At the video game, big uh, big hockey guy. What got up to eighty fourth of the world on Chell L uh, twenty? Yeah, chell L twenty.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up because I remember smoking a dab <laughs> pen. Whichever one, wait, whichever one was not
1: new in the summer of the pandemic, so that was yeah twenty. Yeah, NHL twenty. I got ranked up to eighty fourth in the world.
0: You ever play it still?
1: Yeah, I still I still play, but I I've taken a break. I'm on a FIFA kick right now, but I'll definitely get back to Chell.
0: You play two K too or no? Yep,
1: I play all the sports games except Madden.
0: Are you good? Why not Madden?
1: Not a big I'm not a big NFL guy personally,
0: because the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Like no, you're talking about.
1: I just don't like. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I just don't like. Uh, don't just don't like it, or it's not that I don't like it, but it's like NBA and NHL and college football and college basketball. I can sit down and watch a team in two teams that I don't care about and enjoy it. Right?
0: Can't say the same for football.
1: MLB or NFL, if it's not a Seahawks or Bears game, it is the boringest thing in the world to be. <laughs> what do you think of like, like i love watching arsenal games right like i will wake up at 4:30 to watch arsenal off the best time i you can't pay me to watch fucking man city play crystal palace like this doesn't appetize me at all but like like we're watching like the reds pirates no
0: but mariners <laughs> like i'll do that every night you know through betting what would you say is some of the more obscure sports that you put your money on where if it wasn't for the gamble itself, you wouldn't be watching it. So
1: I can't talk about I. So I personally can't remember any like obscure shit that I put my money on. Probably dev, definitely like my own. It would be like WNBA, a little bit of Korean baseball when uh, <laughs> the pandemic was going on. Like definitely when the pandemic like was mid. Like Korean baseball is the only sport I put on that. But I've seen my friends uh, do. Um, Bet on simulated dog racing. Simulated dog racing.
0: How the hell does that work?
1: Uh, (laughs) (coughs) Well, on the betting website, they have like the simulated dog racing, and you place your bet on which (coughs) on which simulated dog (coughs) before like you want before the race, and then it simulates a dog race where they run around a track, and then. (laughs) You lose your money, that's what I <laughs> And then I'd say Russian ping pong's the other thing. Like my like my roommate that I just uh, like moved out of with like uh not because there's beef, I love the kid. We're st- he's actually like in an apartment pretty close to here. But he likes uh he has this guy, Alexander Skrevnev. Huh. Russian ping pong player. He always bets on. Anytime he's drunk He's like, Bro, it's a lot anytime he's drunk, he goes to Russian ping pong, finds Skrevnev and just like Throws like a fifty piece on it, like
0: little fifty burger <laughs> for the lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he's a, he is a beast though. Respect to Scrub <laughs> He'd be pinging that
0: pong for sure. Like honestly, a sport that I really enjoy, that I stumbled upon through not gambling myself but watching other people gamble. But I just ended up really enjoying watching it. Where I'm like, whoa, was women's tennis. Mm. There's something about women's tennis. At the grunts. No, not. It's not even that. It's more so like the competitiveness. To me, the WNBA is not very interesting to watch. You know what I mean? They're they're not dunking. You know, part of the big reason why I want to watch basketball is because this guy is seven feet tall and he's gonna block the ball and he's gonna do an incredible dunk. He's gonna display athleticism, and it's not that cool in the WNBA if I can't see them do. if I can't see them do a 360 windmill dunk, you know? Don't get me wrong and still be technical, but I feel like tennis, that game is already so... Everyone's playing by the same rules, you know? It's like if you're 6'5 or, you know, 5'10, you know, maybe there will be some advantages for the person that's bigger, but playing tennis, not really, you know? It's more so your hand-eye coordination and your strength behind actually delivering it and getting the spin on the ball and the court being smaller than the men's in women's tennis. I felt like gave it that extra little competitive edge where whenever I think about watching something, I'm like, Loki, let's run some women's tennis right now. Shit goes hard. See, I like, see, I've never
1: watched women's tennis, but it kind of sounds a lot like uh, the LPGA. I've been to a few LPGA events uh, lady, oh. ladies professional golf association oh
0: yeah that does sound like, very
1: similar to that they uh like and it's also crazy because like when you're there it's like you truly realize like these gals are like if you take out like the length of like the drive like they're, they're just, just incredible a, they're just as good as the men though it's like they're doing the same thing where they can put their all their irons within to like 10 feet you know like once you get to like within 200 yards it's, like they're just as good as like because you know the iron's or get close enough, like, you know, obviously like, the woman might be hitting an eight from where a guy's hitting, a like, a wedge. But other than that, like, they're all doing the same thing and they're, like, just as good. They're, um I do love the WNBA, though, personally. Like, I, I do see what you're saying. Like, it definitely doesn't have the athleticism, but, like, I would like to watch it just from, like, a pure shooting, like, perspective because there's some some of those gals are just pure, like, bucket getters. And they might not have the, like... They might not overpower you, like, the athleticism of the dunking, like a Giannis, but some of them are just, like, so silky with their jump shot that it, it's fun to watch. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Brianna Stewart, like, on, like, the storm. like she's That great. is fact. She's uh, played
0: with her in 2K. Uh,
1: there's... Why am I for... Um, I feel like it's, like... Uh, I'm forgetting her name, but she's on the Chicago uh, Sky. She's a three-point. Her name's Allie is her first name, but... I can't remember her last name, but like I always like play with her in two K because she's like uh, she has every literally every three point badge. She's like purple at like if you want to like Sue Bird is like, also pretty good. Yeah, Sue Bird is a legend. I will say this though on two K, here's a tip: if you ever like just want to like win a like a game against your friend and be like, oh, ha, ha, let's play two K, like go pick the Chicago Sky and whoever their shooting guard is, just give her the ball every time. She <laughs> has her she has purple badges, everything. It's actually. Ex-
0: Absolutely wild, like no cap. Everything a purple badge. Well, to go to go back first, I want to comment on the golf. Mm-hmm. I do think that's a really good, like, para- paralleled example of the tennis. Where mm-hmm. that's what I really like about those types of sports is that it. When you just kind of look at it purely from that technical standpoint, playing the game, there's real no difference between the men and the women. So that's what I really do respect about it. But what I mean with the WNBA. And I agree with you. I think it do, they do demonstrate technically sound basketball and have to rely more on the fundamentals to play the game since they are at a physical disadvantage in comparison to the men. I just think from being entertained and sitting at home, I know that if I'm watching basketball casually, I'm on my phone, you know, I'm not super into the game, but it's on in the background, and I look up, I know that at any given moment, there can be a true highlight reel that was performed. And when I'm watching the WNBA, although there may be, you know, this really technically sound strategy to push the ball there and then pass here, (laughs) (coughs) they're doing screens and whatnot, and then they do it in a shot. It's like, yeah, it's cool. It's the game. But from an entertainment standpoint, it's not entertaining me nearly as much as the NBA. So
1: I, I, yeah, I just love basketball so much that, like, every type of basketball entertains me. The, like, the high-flying NBA entertains me. The grittiness of college hoops entertains me. The technical, like, soundness and, like, like ball movement of the WNBA entertains me. Like, I even love, like, the high school game, like, too. Love um, love going to uh, Winter Rainier Beach. Do you Garfield think that a high year.
0: school men's basketball team could beat the WNBA team? No, you don't think so?
1: No, they're like at the end. Like, I, this is a all five a, star recruits. The, like, I mean, if we're talking about the McDonald's All American team. That like might be a little different.
0: Yeah, but if I'm not talking about your run of the mill YMCA high school team. I'm talking about real because they're competitors. WMBA, they're professional yeah, no, athletes. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, let's I, take high school. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the American like, team. I don't know. High, like,
1: I think. Like I personally think, I would like out maybe not an all-American team, but I think that a WNBA team could beat the UWs this last year's iteration of the UWs men's basketball team.
0: I haven't seen the roster, so I can't speak to that.
1: The uh, like, yeah, the uh, um, at the, end of the day, like they're professionals. Like when they're when you know they're all they're great shooters, and at the end of the day making shots is what wins basketball games more than anything else. But
0: there's a certain threshold, It's a physical difference.
1: It's just also different, too, because they play with, like, a different size ball, you know? So, like, if they, like, played, obviously the men are going to win because they're going to play, like, you'll play with the bigger ball.
0: Or if they even, they'd be maybe in a bigger advantage if they said, hey, we'll play with the women's ball. Because then now they're doing Dr. J (laughs) type dunks and they're all being able to palm it even more. Yeah
1: that's what i'd be thinking too so but
0: i think it's just
1: i don't know i feel like those the the debates are always like hard just because like obviously you know when you get guys who are 7-1 and you know are like Giannis's build and moving like that there's a physical disadvantage there but i do i i do have a i do have a huge respect for the WNBA though, and you know, just growing the women's game in general. I think it's come a long way in the last five years, and it's gonna. Continue.
0: Yeah. It's no. No. It's no disrespect, like, but I, it's just more so putting it into perspective in regards to the entertainment value for a casual viewer. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. No. Like. That's I, what I, I mean. No. I know what like. you're
1: saying. I just like I kind of think it's like one of those things where, like, like yeah, I, like I get it. You're right, but I think at the same time, you know, good like they they <coughs> they, they can both have their they can have both have their. You know, just because the NBA is better to like watch doesn't mean the WNBA doesn't have its like merits in my opinion. But that's also because I I'm a huge basketball. like that's my favorite sport out of all the sports. So, do you think they should be getting paid more? I mean. I'd say like yes in a terms of I want their next NBA like or when their next TV deal to come up I want it to be a pretty lucrative deal so they could you know they can pay their players more but you know I think when people say like oh how are they getting paid xyz and LeBron gets paid 30 million dollars a year it's like yeah because this is a league where the fucking salary cap is a hundred, like 240 million. Like the salary cap is like what, 60 million in the WNBA? It's just like a league with less wealth. Like I want the league to get more wealth so it can pay their players more, but it's just, it's just, you can't pay a player LeBron money right now.
0: But wealth is through eyeballs. If you're able to get eyeballs on your product, yeah, viewership, but- that's wealth. So that's why it's like, when you look at the WNBA, what could you think could be a viable solution for them to increase I mean, viewership? I that's just, the only way that realistically everyone will be able to get paid more. I mean, they're getting more people are watching. Be better players are coming through, like
1: you know. look at Paige Beckers at UConn. Like I watched, I got a chance to watch her play in person when she came to Nova. Like one of one of the best basketball players I've seen in person. She is. Unbelievable! It's like there's a reason why her nil deal she just signed is like a million.
0: Like, so you're saying what will like, increase viewership? Because well, the WNBA is better players. Yeah, well, the players are getting better, and like it's the same. It's the
1: same idea with American soccer and MLS, in my opinion. the The, the arguments go hand in hand. They are they are hmm. as a league, they are almost parallel. They're making gains to grow. The leagues are getting better, but. Relatively to the EPL or the NBA, the talent level is or not
0: talent level, but the entertainment
1: level is different.
0: And so, what you're saying is, and if I'm understanding you correctly, that the viewership will be increased because there will be better players in the league. When, as the leagues continue
1: to improve, more people will watch, more people will care, more people will tune in. But, like,
0: and as Not really, said. though. That doesn't really happen. But like, that's has. You have happened. to have a reason to tune in, though. Yeah, but like, look at it. There's reasons that we can point to in the NBA why the viewership has increased through to its different expansions in different countries, going into China. The entertainment, the show that they're putting on, watching someone like LeBron, the specimen that yeah, he is, yeah, but they do things that no one else could do. But the WNBA
1: viewing is getting better each year, and it's is hitting, it? I don't and, know yeah, if it is. Yeah, it is. It's. They they've been setting like for their own league. They've been setting records over the last year for viewership and whatnot. And that's like the same with a lot of women's sports around the country. And they're uh, like, I'm not trying to sit here and say that like the WNBA is better to watch than the NBA. That's not what I'm trying.
0: I'm to more say. saying, how do we increase viewership? I mean, like I'm like said so If use, they want to get so paid to more, the, we need more. To eyeballs. Use the
1: N- MLS as an example, right? More kids. Like, playing soccer, right, means, A, better soccer players, which means better kids going through the academy, but also more people who care about water, like watching soccer and going and watching their local team. And when better kids come through the academy, that's better kids who are able to you know, be in the pool for the U.S. national team, which means better run. Like, when, you, you make, when it gets better at the bottom, right, like at the grassroots level, And people are starting to care. Like, you get better players coming through call, like, the academy or for, like, call women's college basketball. Because, like, they got some, like, really good players. Like, that girl on Iowa who's, like, pulling up from 35 and making it every time. Like, you can't tell me that's not entertaining when she's just... It is very entertaining. Like, so it's, like, you get players like that, and this is just, like, the tip of the iceberg,
0: like... It's so not, get a bunch of players like Curry, and the WNBA will be fun. To yeah, watch.
1: like I, I mean, I think that's probably where the league is headed. I, realistically, from a basketball standpoint, because it never will have like the dunking of like Akeem or Giannis. Like, it, you do know? you think they should ever consider lowering the rim? No, no, that's just, just that kind of feels patronizing. It's patronizing. I, I feel like, I feel like the leagues it it doesn't have to be like call like we all accept that college basketball is a way different game than the nba like stylistically wise i think it's just like the same thing like euro baskets way different than the nba and that's why not
0: why not lower the rim like just like in golf the shot that they're going to be doing versus the women's and the men well because they can make
1: they can make the 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 shooting isn't the issue like i mean I think if anything the league is probably headed to a place where
0: not shooting more for the
1: theatrics yeah the but, entertainment for the crowd but I think the dunking doesn't have to be the only way of theatrics If this becomes a crazy three-point shootout league and they're just <laughs> drain like, that would be like, cool. like I mean I think if, if <laughs> in any way like if that's the way the league is gonna go I think it's because the league is getting Everybody's better shoot up half
0: court yeah no like
1: <laughs> if they're hitting threes with like other girls hands in their faces just like mouthing them the whole time like that that is they're all the mellow ball from yeah Floor, like, pretty much just pulling out Chino Hills, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think, like, you know, I like the way I see it is like Eurobasket and college basketball are very similar in the way that it's more of a like passing, more physical game. And we all accept that that's just a different stylistic thing. The NBA is going to be the most entertaining of all basketball leagues because it is the best athletes in the world at this craft doing it, bar none, they're not a- like. The Euro, the European basketball leagues come a long way. It's becoming very competitive. A lot of great players over there. It just doesn't have the athletes that the NBA has. They don't have that edge. Yeah, not even the edge. It's just they don't have the the straight athleticism that we have in that NBA here.
0: Which that's an edge.
1: Yeah, but they have. Feel like they have the edge of like a like edginess, like a competitive edge they have, but not like a in like mentally, I, is what I meant. Like they still have edge. But like the NBA is just always going to be the most entertaining because it is the best athletes. You know, it's the best. It's the cream of the crop, and I think that's just like it's an unfair argument to the WNBA because the NBA is the NBA is the, in my opinion, the best league to watch in all of sports. So, you know, it, you're comparing it to the best.
0: Well, all I'm really asking. Is because that comparison is always made when it comes down to the salaries. So it's saying, hey, you you can't compare it here because it's the best in the world. Oh, but you can't compare it here because they are the same sport. No, I don't think they. I mean, people gotta pick and choose when the the comparison can be made. The
1: salaries should not be the same as the NBA because the NBA has a much bigger media rights deal that means the players get a bigger share. But do I think in the next WNBA agreement that they make with ESPN or TNT or Fox or whatever league, do I want it to be a very lucrative deal? For the league? Yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you want it to be a very lucrative like you but know? But
0: in order for it to be lucrative and seen of that high of value to justify that cost there would have to be eyeballs. There would have to be engagement. But like Like they're saying, here's tangible evidence that's going to showcase why this market's going to be evaluated here. Yeah, but it's like it's not our money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If if Fox wants to give give WNBA a billion (laughs) dollars to stream their games, I don't give a shit. I don't (laughs) care. care. (laughs) I'm not saying you do. But it's like, yes, I get it. But like at the end of the day, realistically, too, the market the market that ESPN has gotten on the games where they have most they have most of the they all the playoff games now from this point out for the NHL they basically have all the games they from at uh, they have the ESPN. On, let me just
0: recap cuz you're not really understanding No no what but I'm like
1: saying. but no like I'll but like no no you'll see what I'm saying like you have you say there has to be a tangible like vision but what league right now So like MLB has all has specifically all regional Uh, Broadcasting, and then NFL is split between Fox and CBS on like the main Sunday. Other than that, what leagues are there? Because ESPN has everything else. I guess NBC has Golf Channel too, but like they need like wit like just for there's also there's no here. Here,
0: here, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I want to see them get a lucrative deal. I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying no, they don't deserve it. But I'm saying realistically, the only way a lucrative deal would ever be brought to fruition is if there was increased viewership and further engagement with the WNBA. So in turn, I was asking, what do you think the league could do to increase viewership? Because if viewership increases, then when it comes down to renegotiate that deal, they will get the lucrative deal because they have... Here's the numbers and here's the growth. Like that's the value.
1: I don't have. I guess I don't have that answer for like the, the short term what you can do, but I think in the long term, it's you know it's invest in the women's game at a young age. You know like, make it more accessible for people to like play basketball. Like personally, like if I have a daughter, like I'm gonna have her in the gym like early. Like she is going to be a hooper like that. Like like she won't have no an Option like none of this artsy shit. None of this like My Little Pony shit. Like. No Barbie shit. Yeah, Yeah, you... you AAU. Yeah, exactly. Like, you were <laughs> in the fucking gym. <laughs> we working we, on that jumper. Boy. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think it just starts with, like, making it more accessible at a young age and also, like, kind of, you know, not... Like, making women feel included in sports and not something that they're, I mean, like, outsiders pretty. for. Like, not that it isn't that way already. They're not outsiders. Yeah, I'm not saying they are, but just, like, maintaining that, you know, making... You know, making it accessible. It's pretty accessible, though. But ba- yeah, I'd say, sir, basketball. But like, you know, and soccer, so we just make it
0: more accessible, and then it, the league gets better, and we just cross our fingers. Yeah,
1: I think. Well, I mean, it naturally it will in time. Like, you know, like I say about soccer, we've made huge leaps to make soccer more accessible and like more popular in the last twenty years. So You don't
0: think that there could potentially be a rule change or a fundamental difference to the game? that's made to make the game more entertaining no
1: i mean i think if you lowered the hoops like i would make the games less entertaining because they'd have to like learn a whole different shooting
0: like form and like not form but like distances that they've been well i guess from that if we're going to go with that and saying let's make it more accessible well that would be the investment in the children where you first start them out on that initiative starts at that level, so they're already shooting on one that's going to be smaller. So yeah, by like, the time they are middle school, they made that adjustment, and then college. Everyone that's in college would have only played with that. Yeah, but the standard. other side of that
1: same coin, though, is that if we're in a league where all these women have to like just learn something new that they've against what they've been training for their whole lives, the shooting's going to fucking suck. If it what, you know, if it's pro it, athletes though. Yeah, but if it's not like. I don't know. I just feel like there's such good shooters now and, like, the people coming into the league and who are in college, you know, like Maddie Segrist on Villanova, for an example. Like, one, like, insane shooter. Like, she makes everything. Like, maybe they don't have, like, the ability to, like, dunk. But, you know, if they're shooting the rock, like, I'll watch that. I'll watch good shots all day of the week. Maybe not like in terms of like and I say good shots, I'm not saying like this is a fun that is the right shot selection, but like I'm just like I love watching like good shooters shoot. No, yeah, but see
0: that's the that's the thing that I'm talking to. You are someone who loves basketball. Like you said, that's your favorite sport of all time. You watch any kind of basketball. So you're going to appreciate the game for what it is. And so I'm more speaking about Hey, how do we get the casual viewer to tune in here? Because you are someone who will love it all. You'll be betting on a fourth grade AAU team if you heard some hype about it when you were getting a hot dog in the fucking. when you're standing in line. So it's like you'd fucking. you'd love that game. So it's like you're not everyone that watches basketball. You know what I mean? Because there's people who don't really care about it as much as you do. I don't do. know. I think so how do we get those people who tune in? It's, it's, it's I feel like it's such a weird thing because it's like one of those situations
1: like when you're in a video game and there's like, you, you know, like the scenario, I always call it like, you're in a video game and you're looking for like, and you need something to like open a box, right? Like a tool to open a box. But that tool is in a box. Like, like the opening, or like when you have like one of those things that you buy it like, you know, like a, when, like, scissors come in those things, like, packages that are, like, mad hard to open, it's like, damn, well, if I had scissors right now. Because, <laughs> yeah. so like, realistically, like, like, the biggest thing, like, that could help it would probably be, like, a big viewership brand that would, like, a big, like, a good, call, like, a good TV deal would
0: go a long way. But, like, what do you mean, you, a good TV deal?
1: Yeah, like, a TV deal that, A, Scooby Uh a deal that a pays the players well a deal that puts them at better TV slots so like when more people are watching you know sports um, I think those would be t- but also like you know when they have good TV deals social media gets ra- written into those deals too so that like influence so you don't think
0: they are doing all those things right now I don't people th- aren't watching I see videos all the time where they're like this video I saw literally last week was of this guy being interviewed And he said, hey, do you know, name one WNBA player right now. And then the guy's like, I don't know. And then he was standing across the street from the WNBA arena. And then their whole players were right there. So if we would have looked up, he would have seen him. So it's like, this dude is a local, lives there, is outside the arena, and doesn't know a single person that's playing in the WNBA. So what I'm saying is, how the fuck do we get that guy to tune in? I don't know, man. I think I'm trying to do it now. I'm trying to show that, like, shit like this,
1: I don't know. Like, <laughs> get I don't pe- know either. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to get I, – I, I love the league. So, like, I'm trying – you know, either, any chance I get, I give it its respects. I big it up. But yeah, you don't just- think
0: lowering the hoop could potentially, like, no. draw in a more casual viewer? they would be like, yo, look at that. Yo, she just yammed that. She just did nah. a 360 windmill. Nah, that was insane. You know, like, I don't know. Like, let's just get more women dunking. <laughs> more women dunking. Like, but on 10 foot, like, like you know, like, work on your squats more. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but a lot of the times, it's just nah. having a different body, different anatomy. Muscles are different. No, nah, I They're get it. Seven feet tall. Listen, I I just don't think it would. I just don't think. Brittany Griner. Or that's her last name, right? Yeah, if you, which have you heard about her?
1: Yeah. Out of Russia right now? Oh, she's She's the one who's arrested. She got arrested in Russia and she's they've like kept her there. Didn't like, she
0: have weed on her or something? Yeah, she like that? had a dab pen. Dab pen, dang. Jeez, she's See, still out there right now? Yeah, US government's like trying to like get her back, but Russia's just like no. Dang. Well, whenever I think about B- Britney Greiner, I think about her Saying that she could beat Demarcus Cousins in a one on one. Do you think she could? No. Nah.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, prime Demarcus Cousins at that time, like,
0: no shot. And she was just like, she was calling him Little Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love the confidence. Hey, you gotta respect that shit. You gotta respect that shit. No, I think they were asking other players too. They asked, like, Draymond and I think Kevin Durant and some other players. And I think one of them said that. They're like, well, she's confident. You got to love that. <laughs> no, I mean, but I'm like, I mean,
1: KD pays a lot of respect,
0: though, like, woman's game, though. Like, I know she, he, I mean, she couldn't beat fucking No, I mean, DeMarcus, I, I pay respect to yeah. it, too. I, I think it's amazing what they're doing. All I'm saying is, how do we get those lucrative deals for them? How do we get them getting paid more? All of that starts with the eyeballs. So how do we make it more entertaining? I One guess. idea is lower in the hoop so they start yamming people you, you're telling me a casual viewer wouldn't watch that um, you, i think you're more so hesitant yeah, I to mean, say yes y- because you love the game yeah and like so
1: i don't know i guess i can't answer that from like the casual because i love the game so much i can't like that
0: i can't i kind of but you can think about just something simple and like whoa it's like watching any sport and you see a highlight you're like whoa that was cool Doesn't really even if it's water polo, something you don't even really watch. If I see somebody jump up three feet from the water when they're already swimming and throw something close to sixty miles per hour, that's amazing. I don't know much about the game, but that was dope.
1: It is amazing. I just like like you know, like you said, I care too much about the sanctity of the game, so like, you know,
0: but you could see why a casual viewer would think that, though. Like, right? Yeah, like, I guess, but like, at the same time, it's like. From their perspective. But it's like, we don't. It. But we don't. Like, Dame and fucking Curry don't dunk, you know? Like. Yeah, what? they do. and They can. They just I mean, don't
1: need to. Curry doesn't. Dame sometimes does.
0: He can. Curry have. can yam. Have you seen him actual? Yeah, but like, he's
1: also like had a couple where he gets rejected
0: by the rim too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he got the rim grazer package. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he can dunk. I've seen
0: it, but he got the rim grazer package. No, but like in actual, not in game, but him fucking around. Yeah, no, on I know YouTube.
1: he. I know he can dunk, but it's like we don't like. I think just we have Chris to. Paul can dunk. But we, I think the biggest key is just accepting the first step in making, like I think, in accepting the WNBA, or like, or starting to like get people to like It's accepting that you're watching it and you're not gonna get the NBA because if you go in, that's not because the right approach no, because if you go in, because if you go in with the lens of like this, because that's like people hate the same people who hate on like the people who hate on college basketball too. Like the lens is oh they fucking suck, like they can't, like they're shooting. Like the game is like the end 67 to 54,
0: you know, like, yeah, you're, well, some people just prefer to watch the professional.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, a, it's, it just, at the end of the day, it, a,
0: might not be for everyone and that's okay. But all I'm saying is basketball in general, NBA, when you said that's, that's got global reach now, it's almost for everyone. I mean, it
1: is, it's the second biggest sport in the world now to soccer. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, you know, it's global. It's the yeah. second biggest sport in the world. There is that appeal from the world. Second mm-hmm. biggest, like you said. So why isn't women's basketball as respected as the second biggest sport in the world? That's What, what I'm saying I is mean, that's you, an issue, but like the and same, we should try to solve it so that they same, can get the same that thing bread. Just
1: goes, though, for like, the same thing as with like women's soccer, though, too. You know, It's the biggest sport in the world that doesn't have the same respect. You know, like comes down to the viewership. How do we get more people to watch? I mean, yeah, I mean I think it's just I mean to put it bluntly, I just think a lot of the world doesn't want to watch women play sports. I mean you know, I'm different. I, I you know, I enjoy it, but like you know at the end of the day, the athleticism isn't the same. You know, like you watch the soccer and you know you know the shots aren't hit with the same speed that the men's shots are hit with and you know the it's a it's a slower game so you know i understand it
0: yeah that's fair but i think
1: it's just it just kind of just comes down to the fact of the matter and just the best way to do it is just to try to open people's mind to it i think it's the way at least i think what i can do you know
0: yeah you know and i would be interested to see what kind of approach could like what approach you could take to increase that likeness for it. Because you're saying, hey, one way to improve the WNBA is that we get more ease of access into the sport because then that will create a bigger pool. And throughout that bigger pool, we might be able to pick even better athletes to go out there. But it's like if that problem of it just – if people not wanting to watch them play, then no matter how much efforts you do there – it's still going to result in, in low viewership.
1: Yeah, I mean, the viewership is has grown, you know, over the last few years. It is growing. You know, I don't know how substantial it is, but I know that for their standards it's growing. And I don't know what that is compared to other leagues in the world or whatnot, other events. But, the, uh, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it will never be as big as the NBA. I think I also it's kind of like same topic but to change it a little bit. I think when we have kids the NBA is gonna be bigger than the NFL.
0: Well if in, it's in a, already in, no, in America. In,
1: in America specifically, sorry, I forgot that caveat but in America specifically.
0: Oh, okay. So is football considered yeah. the-
1: football is like has like probably like a sixty percent the viewership, more of the viewership than, or like, I think, like, the biggest, like, the Super Bowl had like 600,000 more viewers than the biggest uh, NBA event did this year. Damn. Like, NBA game so far. It's like, it's definitely bigger, but I think when we have kids, the NFL is losing viewers. And why to- do you
0: think that is? Just less people are becoming interested in football. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just,
1: like, I think less, like, people are, like, here's the thing with football, right? It's so ingrained in a certain part of the country that it's never going to not be popular in America. But I think what you're seeing is that, like, I don't think people, less and less people are letting their kids play football. Like, the head we, injuries? We have so much information about these head injuries now that, like, like so, My one of my friends from my fraternity, his uncle, played for Penn State. College. Did never play in the NFL. Just played college football for Penn State.
0: CTE now?
1: Died at uh, age like 50, right? And then, like, his brain, like, they looked for CTE. He had the brain of a 90 year old.
0: A 90 year old?
1: And he only played college football, never NFL.
0: Holy shit. That's
1: scary. Yeah. Like, it's. It, for fucking CTE, it's like. Like football, and that was
0: probably college football then, not yeah, college football now, now,
1: where the speed is so much faster and there's so much more violent than the it
0: power too, yeah, like mass. And like
1: at a certain point too, like yeah, the helmets get better, but there's nothing you can do when someone who's fucking running at twenty miles per hour and is six three two thirty and just clocks you in the head while well, you're blindsided, like
0: not much you can do about no, that.
1: Like you know, it's. Like, I'm not going to let my kids play hockey or football, personally.
0: Really? How come? Because of that?
1: Yeah, because the head injuries. Like, you going to get in the basketball gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're
0: only shooters. They're
1: only shooters on the soccer pitch, golf field, or golf course, or basketball court. Tennis? Yeah, they can play tennis, too. Tennis is sick.
0: Tennis is pretty cool.
1: But CTE is fucking, like, that shit... This shit's scary. Like I like I can't even imagine how fucked up Marshawn Lynch's brain is gonna be. Like when he passes. Like God (laughs) God bless his soul. I love Marshawn. That kid's
0: the guy's a king of this city. But you know, I don't know because I think (coughs) a lot of it. Although you are hitting your skull the whole time, and you know your concussion is pretty much the brain hitting, yeah, hitting your skull, like rattling around. Yeah, yeah, rattling around. But if Marshawn this unit is the one driving the force this way. It's almost like he's moving with that exertion of energy where his brain isn't getting rattled as much as someone who's receiving it. If you receive a blunt hit that way, then that's going... You know what I mean? As opposed to being the person to initiate. Yeah, I guess
1: that's fair. I just feel like we saw him just so much just lower his head and go straight (laughs) (laughs) up. Like at some point, that can't be good for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no matter how much force you're applying forward.
1: When you're, when you're just putting your head down and truck them. But, <laughs> now nah, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it scares me. Like, the CTE. Like, obviously, like, I didn't play football really at all. Like, so I'm not too worried about that. But, you yeah. know, got to imagine, like, all these NFL guys. Like, you know, the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Yeah. He had terrible CTE. Like, Junior Seau, when he committed suicide, CTE.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there was somebody also in the WWE. It was like yeah, Chris something. Yeah, I, I remember I
1: he had bad CTE. Yeah, he had
0: CTE and he murdered his family. Yep. Yeah. And killed himself. mm mm-hmm. I do. That switch that just gets turned off in your brain. It's, it's yeah, insane. It's like how it just de- like de-
1: degenerates.
0: Like it- so do you think that this will end up leading to the NFL getting rid of kickoff? I think kickoff. I think kickoff. Yeah, I think eventually I
1: think kickoff's like, pretty
0: insane when you yeah, think about
1: it. That's the that's the most dangerous because you have just people running at you full speed for like f- not just like a little bit for like fifty fucking yards. They have a
0: running start like, okay, I'm gonna run at you as hard as I can. And the people there, they turn they run back, get in formation, and then they stand there and take the hit. Yeah. You know? So it's like I don't know. Kickoff's yeah, pretty I dangerous.
1: I think I think we're only I think we're less than a decade away from the kickoff being taken away,
0: less than a decade away, yeah,
1: I think in the next ten years it gets taken away,
0: dang, and you think the catalyst of it really changing is someone's gonna end up yeah like dying yep
1: yeah, there are gonna be a I don't know about dying, but at least dying are really bad, like paralyzed you know, paralyzed, that's just uh, unfortunately, and you just hope it's like you know it's just it's inevitable by with the way the game's played, unfortunately,
0: yeah you know, I think. That reminds me of boxing. And there was this one guy where, you know, getting hit in the back of the head is super vulnerable position. That can really fuck you up. And this guy was boxing and he was on top of the world. He was like 20 or 23. He was like in that range, young, just starting his career, was an animal and he's fighting. And eventually this guy throws a hook at him and he ducks. And he ends up putting his chin down for some reason, exposing the back of his head, and then the opponent literally hammer fists down on the back of his head. And killed him. And literally afterwards he's like, Oh shit. And then like the ref kind of pulled it away, like like told him that wasn't good. I don't even know if he got like a full on point deduction. I think it was just like a warning, like don't yeah. do that. And he was holding his head, he finishes the fight, fast forward some amount of time, and now he's paralyzed. And now he's mentally disabled. Yeah, he can no longer take care of himself. Like, um, yeah. He can't walk the same ever again. Getting punched once like that in the back of the head. It's boxing.
1: crazy.
0: You gotta tell your head's the
1: most important thing. You gotta take care of it.
0: It's like, goddamn. I feel like boxing and football, in terms of pure head trauma, hockey too. Hockey too, but I feel like not as much as nah, boxing. They be, the, um, be falling down to the um, uh,
1: they be falling down to the ice at um, the um, they be yeah. So I don't know. If that's a um, they be falling down the ice at such high speeds, and it's like concrete, you know, and their heads bouncing up and down against it. Like that's when it gets dangerous. Like. This it game. is one of the hardest surfaces. Like one in the of world. my, one of my. Uh, I think the first Canucks game I ever went to as a kid, it was this game where three weeks prior, um, this dude on Colorado had this extremely dirty hit on the Canucks' best player, like really dirty, could have killed him. What did he do? Just like, a, like it was like a like a blind side, just like winning – and like. Uh, went shoulder to head like when the guy like didn't see it like full speed and like he in was in the temple yeah and he was out for like the rest of the year it's so, like the next time like this is, like the first time they had played back then and like obviously like the Canucks want to like you know fight this guy right and the uh he gets like hit in the back of the head right and like falls down to like the ice and then like goes like face first like from like right here into the ice and everyone like like, f- try to, like, tackle the guy who, like, punched him, and then, like, everyone fell on top of him who, like, already had his head like this, like, on the ice. And, like, he can't, like... He's not paralyzed, but he can't, like, really, like, walk really at all. Like, he can kind of walk, but it's, like, Jeez. mad fucking... I never played again. That was, like, one of the first games I ever went to. And, uh, <laughs> and you like, saw that? Yeah, and he's, like, on the stretcher for, like, 10 minutes. Like, it was, like, crazy. like And you were kind of pissed
0: because you're, like, dude, I just want to watch him play. Well, even
1: now, like, <laughs> I just remember, like... I remember, like, at first, like, my dad being like, so it's like, it's like yeah, fuck Steve Moore. Like, he had it, call Like, fuck that. Like, you're like, yeah, get him. And then, like, eventually, like, the whole, like, that was like, with that, the whole crowd was like, too, like, they were like, fuck this dude. He just, like, took out our best player for, like, the year. Like, we need to like fucking like well, yeah fucking kill him and like but every, they're like no 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 don't I, I actually fucking and, 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 kill him and then, and, then, and, then, and then like they and then like and then like everyone was like super fucking pumped when he was like laying on the ice and they're like oh shit they're like really pumped they're like wait like he's just like not getting up like <laughs> and like the like real, the realization of what was happening like slowly set in and everyone was like oh we may have gone like a little bit too far like, so, like yo
0: guys uh, joke's over <laughs> yeah, he actually it, might be dead yeah this so isn't funny anymore yeah it would
1: not uh, <laughs> but yeah I was wild but yeah
0: but. sports is dangerous
1: sports are dangerous you know but that's
0: why only basketball
1: even like obviously you can't really like die from that but you know the, the, the knees is very the knees, exposed the leg. legs, like, I like it, dude like the Paul George leg break I remember that was seeing Ooh. that in person that was terrible you were in person when not, you saw or not in person. Like I meant like watching it like in the oh TV. yeah yeah like, it wasn't like I saw it, like on the highlights what I meant like I watched it like live like, yeah yeah
0: but what's nice about that though is like it's a clean break as opposed to a comp- yeah, like a so, Derrick Rose situation. So terrible
1: to watch though to like on like to watch like a leg come out. That's so disgusting. But <laughs> yeah, dude, Derrick Rose like him and Brandon Roy their like knees weren't made out of tissue paper. <laughs> that would have been something special.
0: Honestly though, because what D Rose was the youngest MVP ever. Yeah,
1: I mean to be fair though, like LeBron literally led him in every major counting statistic that year. But (laughs) like they were just tired of giving LeBron MVPs, so they're like, "All right." I'm convinced
0: that the MVP award is essentially award saying, "Hey, who's playing at LeBron's level right now?"
1: Yeah, that's basically what what it was for the longest time. Like who? I'd say
0: even still now, because LeBron's always just kind of putting on a show. Thirty points a game this year, like. Age, whatever he's at. Do you think that Bronny will get drafted into the NBA?
1: Yeah, I think that so. team will take Bronny
0: just, just simply because it's LeBron's kid.
1: Yeah, I know Villanova is already recruiting him and like Bryce. So Bryce actually got some handles though. Yeah, I think Bryce he's is, a pretty clean, knockdown shooter. I think Bryce is probably the. Is, I think Bryce is better than Bronny personally. And it's but like they're going to some team's going to take a flyer on Bronny just because they'll know that they'll get one year of LeBron James. And it yeah, might, it all might, that media coverage. For and that. it might be worth taking Bronny might be worth one year of 42 year old LeBron James. He's that good. So <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> ah, it just kind of reminds me of leangelo ball,
1: you know? Yeah, bro I actually that's probably like my coldest sports take ever was I like. When everyone was like, who's going to be the best, like, ball brother, I was always like, yo, LiAngelo's by far the best shooter out of all of them.
0: (laughs) He was a really good shooter, though.
1: I was, like, I was big on the, I'm like, LiAngelo's game, like, translates the best. Like, that was obviously a cold take, seeing he's never made it, but I was a big, like, I was a big believer in LiAngelo for, like, the longest time, so... Damn, that was a bad take by me, but...
0: It just sucks, you know, him throwing away his potential and everything that he had because he was in China... And shoplifted. ...and decided to go into Louis Vuitton and steal a pair of sunglasses.
1: It's also like you're... You, you
0: drive a Ferrari. Yeah, it's like you're, you can't afford that, my boy. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like it was that social pressure. For the two other guys that he's with, like, oh, Chino Hills kid ain't about it. Like, yo, steal this shit. Like, nah, he he ain't like that. He's he's soft or this and that. He drives a Ferrari. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like he could have just caved to the pressure. Yeah, wanted to he, look cool. Wanted to be accepted. Yeah, I don't know what it was. His future.
1: I uh, I feel bad for him because I feel like he's yeah he did ruin his career for it and. But I'm sure he's doing well for himself. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's not doing too bad. He's probably living a little bit cushier than you and I are right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, he was driving a Ferrari in high school, so yeah, exactly. not much is changing. On yeah. an- he's not going down. Yeah, no, you can't go. It's like both of your brothers are millionaires. He's and-
1: honestly just basketball Johnny Manziel at this point.
0: Yeah! Holy shit! That he's is like Johnny. A great Man's, take.
1: He's like Johnny Manziel. Like I don't know where he has all the money he does have from, but like I, fo- I follow him on Instagram. He's just he just golfs every day in Scottsdale and then goes out to the clubs on the weekend. It's like I don't know <laughs> what your income, like what you're doing to make that money. But
0: oh my god, he's Johnny Football.
1: Johnny Football. <laughs> I wish that dude became something because he was uh, very he was sick. What like, do you think
0: was his biggest downfall?
1: He's just immature. Mm. Just immature. Yeah, it's just immature. I mean, like partying still, too much. Yeah, like still like like still to this day like when you like watch him like he's never like you know part of the allure I think of him was like he was this good as like a college freshman right, but he never became but he's like never not been like he still is like acts like a college freshman. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not maturing. Yeah, he hasn't matured like ever. And it's like he's still like the same Johnny football making the same stupid <laughs> the, Like you see the video of him like the other like we so he's like playing in the arena football league now, right? Yeah. And he like lit up a blunt after like he threw a touchdown. On the field? Yeah, he like ran to like the sideline in front of, like the camera and like pull it out. <laughs> no way! That's hilarious. Like I saw on my Twitter, everyone's like Johnny Manziel's back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Manziel's Johnny back. Johnny football. <laughs>
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's like that's funny, but it's also like this is also why you're not in the NFL, you know? Yeah, I mean, no
0: one's gonna take. Maybe he's content with that though. Yeah, I
1: mean, i for sure at this point he is content with that, but like, you know, I think he's content with himself now, obviously. But I think, you know if you would ask him, like, you know, if you could go back and redo it, you know, would you like to be in the NFL? I'm sure he'd say, like, yeah, I would like to. (laughs) I'm sure I would like to not be considered one of the biggest quarterback busts in NFL history, but. Yeah. But that Johnny Football, that one season, will always be one of the most electric.
0: He really was on top of the world for.
1: He's someone who really... Missed out on NCAA football games not being around. Yeah, because he would have definitely been a cover athlete for sure. Well, they're
0: getting paid now,
1: right? Yeah, the NCAA football's coming back in like 2024, I think. It's coming back soon. They announced it. I know that.
0: I'm not sure what are the college players getting paid. I don't know what it is, but they could like they're allowed to run the game now. So, but like. You can pay college athletes now. Like, I'm just curious on what, like, their salaries are. because some be dripped out with rollies and be
1: driving in brand new cars? I mean, like, as someone who worked for a basketball team in college, I can tell you, like, this is, you know, it's been going on before this. You know, all the dripping them out and making sure they drive good cars and whatnot.
0: Yeah, explain that since you worked on the team. You got a good perspective on Like,
1: I saw, like, I never, like, you know, I never got to see, like, the inner workings, but it's, like, seeing, like, when I, like, I see the player who won Big East player, Big East tournament MVP, and the next day he shows up to class with a whole ass, like, Gucci fit with the tag still on it. It's just, like, I don't think you had time to go to, like, Nordstrom's and back. In back. <laughs> this is a 930 right here, you know? Like, I don't think you had the time to go to Nordstrom's and back since, you know, you won the tournament last night, but... Um, But yeah, like you know, um, at least the only thing that like I can like personally attest to is um, I won't say names here of specific players, but um, a player who's currently in the NBA uh, traded. I basically brokered a deal for him to get a free Xbox that included him giving pair of shoes. Was signed.
0: Wait, say that again. You got an Xbox or you got him like, an Xbox? I got him
1: an Xbox. Like someone was selling us, he was looking for an Xbox. I knew someone who was selling. He asked me by he's like, Logan, do you know anyone who's selling an Xbox? I'm like, actually like, yeah, I do. And he's like, How much? And I told him like he liked, like it was like five hundred or something. And he's like, tell him like I'll give him a pair of like signed KDs signed KDs. Yeah, like the Villanova team, KDs. Oh, Dang. shit, I shouldn't have said the name. Fuck.
0: Now they don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, NCAA can't be listening to this podcast, but...
0: I might have to email it to them now. I hope not. <laughs>
1: but it's also a moot point, because it was, you know, back, like, we're also in the NIL era now, but... Basically, wait,
0: why is that a bad thing? To I guess that, I mean, that, 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 that at the time,
1: shoes. at the time, it's illegal. It was a having to give you to give the, give the person signed shoes for the free Xbox, like using his name and likeness. That was illegal.
0: Oh, but now that's legal. though. Yeah. Right?
1: Now it's legal. Like if he did it today, very legal. But back. But like basically, he just gave the he signed a pair of the Villanova KDs. I, I gave the KDs to my friend, brought him the Xbox.
0: Simple as that. Yeah. That's all it takes, really. But, like, yeah, there's
1: some players, like, you know, you see the car they drive. And, like, also, like, when I was, like, touring Gonzaga in high school, like, um, like we were at this, like, at the, like, main field in, at Gonzaga. There was, like, an intramural softball game going on. And the one of the softball teams that was the intramural team was the basketball team's intramural team, right? And in the car, like, car lot right outside of, like, the field, right? Audi, 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 Audi.
0: Brand new too. Yeah,
1: brand new too. Like all within the last two years, and it's like, all right. okay, and it's like, what's uh, going on like here. Nova, like Rolls Royce or not Rolls Royce? Sorry, Range Rover, Range Rover, Range Rover, Range Rover. Like
0: they'll take care of them.
1: Yeah, so it's like Land Rover, Range Rover, like so the uh you know, and then. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, too. Nike just trips them out too, being part of the.
0: That's what I feel like would be nice about going to Oregon.
1: Yeah, I mean, Oregon really does the most though the cheating. You hear about what they do. They are like any every athlete that chooses Oregon is guaranteed a, uh, um, is guaranteed a job at Nike after they graduate Nike corporate. If they if they're an athlete for Oregon
0: and you graduate, you can go work at Nike corporate. Yeah. it Whoa. Doesn't matter
1: like what your GPA is. But, like, they tell you that when they're recruiting you. Like, if you graduate. That's them. sick. Nah, fuck Oregon. <laughs> I hate them so much. I have no respect for them.
0: You have no respect for them? Like for that reason?
1: Like, literally, if I see a girl I'm on Hinge, Tinder, Bumble, with a UFO in her bio, I don't care if she could be, like, look like the hottest girl in the world. Nope. 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 My dad told me when I was, like, five years old, he's like, I'll pay for you to go anywhere for college, but I won't pay for you to go to uh, Oregon. <laughs> he said that? Yep. And he's dead ass serious? Yep. And I'll tell my kids the same exact thing. I'll tell them the same thing. You cannot be a duck.
0: Why? What's wrong with Oregon? Everything. Everything?
1: Yeah.
0: what they do, though? It's just...
1: They're just ev- fuck they're Oregon. They're evil. They're evil. You know, like, cheating program. Worst GPA in the Pac-12 to get into, like from high school. Oh damn! Like Wazoo, Arizona State, U of A have significantly higher like GPAs, and you need a two point one to get into Oregon. Damn. That's the average, like lowest <laughs> lowest average ACT score in the Pac-12. They
0: say, hey, we don't give a fuck, dog. They, we'll they take you. You're not gonna do schoolwork
1: anyways. Nah, it's just and Phil Knight just like made the football team good. You know, there's at the end of the day, I just it's a fake school. It's just. It's just Phil Knight money laundering, so he can have his football team win a uh-huh. national championship. <laughs> fuck him.
0: Fuck Phil Knight.
1: And fuck how and fuck how cool they make. It. Like I also that's another thing too. It's just like they're scum, and they also look really cool. And that's another thing that I hate. It's just like it's one thing that they're evil and they're the arch rivals and. It's
0: like I yeah, at it. least don't look but, fucking cool. But it's, like, but it's it.
1: like they do it, and they're like they're, it's like they're literally super villains.
0: Yeah, What's That's Luthor.
1: Like, that's why I don't like it
0: hey kitty okay let's to, to switch off the to the basketball thing i do want to end on one last thing to kind of bring it back to drizzy um you know how drake one of his strategies was appealing to the women yeah. you know what i mean that's what he really said he's like i make music for women and creates that vibe and whatnot so I definitely do think, from the culture from that standpoint, definitely has pushed a lot of things forward, but I think what I wanted to, I preface it with that, because I wanted to ask, um, kitty, this cat right now, I just got a new cat, and it's playing around with a bunch of wires, so I gotta hold it for a quick fucking second, actually I just threw a little kitty, <laughs> there we go, Kurt Zuma. It's got the zoomies right now. Um, Honestly, I don't know what the fuck I was going to ask. Something about Drake. Something about Drake. Um,
1: You're this it by how he pushed the culture forward with the women.
0: Yeah, fuck. (laughs) This little kitty just kind of threw my whole train of thought off. Anyways, besides that. Let's actually get a quick philosophical before we end this podcast right now. Because this little kid, he's got the zoomies and needs some attention paid too. But are you afraid to die? Nah. No. No? Nah.
1: No. I feel like I'm already playing with house money. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I mean, I'm an open book, so I'll be personal here. Like, I've just, I've had a... I've been like uh, at rock bottom a few times and like, you know, been mad depressed and I've made my way back up every time. And I'm at the like healthiest and like happiest I've ever been in my life. And so it's just kind of like, you know, I've, I've been to a point where it's just like, I hate life and like don't want to be here. So it's like, I can't be scared of death. Cause like I've beat that. So it's like, I'm, I beat that. Like I'm already like so alive. Yeah. So it's like, You know now it's like now that like I've made my way back, it's just like I've. It's it's like I I can't be scared to die because like. You just gotta live, and if and whenever that time comes, it comes. But if you live your life and you're happy with what you're doing, you you live your life full, you know. I think people are scared to only people are scared to die because they don't wanna. They're scared of not scared of dying. They're scared of not achieving what they want to do and like doing things they want to do while they're alive and that's just why I try and you know you know not scared of really anything just because like anything that like scares me like I'm not going to let fear stop me from doing something because like I could die tomorrow you know I think so yeah I don't think I, I'm not I'm not scared of I think it's made me anxious obviously like all of us do but I'm not scared of anything not scared to die
0: What do you think helped you kind of develop that mindset to not be afraid? I think
1: just going through like so many times where like I was afraid to do things and like, you know, I just kind of learned like, you really can't like, you know, in life, like opportunities don't really ever come around multiple times, you know? So if you sit there and like waiting or you're like scared or It's like, you know, go talk to a girl over something or if you're scared to, you know, go try something new, go travel someplace else. So, you know, it's very easy to just like be comfortable and complacent. Yeah, complacent. So, yeah, it's just like never being complacent. And if you can, if you're just never complacent and you're always doing something that like makes you happy when your time comes that you die, like you'll live a full life. So, you know, just can't operate in fear.
0: Would you recommend therapy to people?
1: Yeah, everyone. Every I think even even when you are happy, I think you should still go. I like guess just a great, it's just a great thing. I think that's one thing. I think especially as men in today's society, you know, people look on things like going to therapy as like you know not like a negative, but it's like something that it's like weird, but you know, you'd never, you know, you'd never. Judge someone for doing their annual, like their biannual dentist checkup, you know. Even when your teeth are healthy, you still go and gotta get it checked. Like when your teeth aren't healthy, you go to the dentist and you know you get your tooth fixed up. See so a professional. You, yeah, you know you go and if you tear your ACL, you go and get it fixed up by a surgeon by a professional. Your brain's a part of your body. Your brain, so you know you gotta take care of your mental health. Just important, and I think really destigmatizing, you know, getting help and not just saying like because obviously like it's one thing to like say like you know i'm not okay and like you know as friends we got to be there for people and like listen but you know at the same time too your friends can only help you so much you really got to go like professionals like people also think it's like really expensive like a lot of insurance you can get it for like 20 bucks a session it's really important i'd recommend anyone go do it like i i'd love it like it's just great for the great for the mind
0: yeah, you know, there's something about having someone's undivided attention completely on you. And so I feel like even a lot of times if you do have a support group to talk about things, a lot of times they can make it about themselves. And then now we're talking about that. It's like, yeah, that's great. But then now we're forgetting that I just brought this up. And you kind of go with the wave, you know. And a lot
1: of times, too, it's like there's someone who can talk to you about... Although there's someone who can listen and they're not going to judge you and they're not going to tell anyone else about what's going on like you know it's just a completely confidential space so you don't have to like worry about the judgment that comes with it because i think that's a big deal that comes with this sometimes people get scared of you know oh what if this person thinks that you know i'm like weird or you know messed up it's like this this is what the people went to like whole school for and dedicated their lives for like they want to help you out like these are professionals here so yeah i recommend it
0: It's kind of crazy that that there's people out there that devoted their lives to help other people. That's insane. Yeah. You know, it's like the fact that you can even call, you know, 911 and there will be like a dispatcher Dispatcher
1: there. Yeah. It's
0: like, whoa, you know, you fell off the roof. Now there's the paramedics are picking you up and saying, hey, we value your life.
1: And you'd never and you'd never judge someone for calling the paramedics. So it's like, you know, the same thing should go for mental health. You know, that's. I'm big on that. I'm big, I'm big proponent of mental health. That's very important. Not something people care about enough today, society. So,
0: I completely agree. That's one
1: thing I had to end on. That's actually a great message. It's something I do care about a lot. So,
0: yeah. No, I think that's a perfect ending point. You know, we covered. We were searching for sports. Um,
1: we covered a whole lot of ground today.
0: Drug experiences, music, a whole bunch of different. Grounds and I'm glad that we ended it on the message of mental health. Everybody should have someone to talk to, and it's important to clear out that water in your bathtub. You know what I mean? It's like your mind's this bathtub, and you keep letting this dirt just be there. Every single time you go in that bath every night, it's just shit, dirty, murky water that you hate and are in disgust in. But if you drain that water every single day, and every time you go have a bath, it's like, that shit's actually going to be a luxury. You're like, yo, I got this little fucking bath bomb here. I got some lotion afterwards. You're like, I am rejuvenated. Yeah. So I'm glad that we ended on that note. But it's been an absolute pr- yes, pleasure. Sir. Logan. Been,
1: we got to do another episode another time yes, too. Sir. This can't be the last one. This It's yes, a good time. Anytime you, you want everybody. me to
0: come on, just let me know. Yes, sir. You heard it here, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this far. It's been a pleasure searching for something. Until next time.